Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome to Tuesday Night Jaw on the Distraction Pieces Network with me, Jim Smallman and my guests, who I will introduce in a minute, but you've probably guessed who they are by now because this is has the familiar sound of something that's recorded in a front room in Manchester. Um, so anyway, uh, today's show is the uh, 2017 Tuesday Night Jaw Awards, voted for by you, not by us. We didn't get a vote. Um, uh, I've taken this all off of your votes, which I spent eight hours calculating last night using my emails and an Excel spreadsheet. I didn't get a chance to build a VLOOKUP. I was very annoyed. I love a VLOOKUP. What's your favourite Excel formula? Tweet at Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw. Don't do that. Save that. We're going to have a pun game in a minute. Anyway, um, some some plugs. Some plugs. I've had, I've had caffeine. Some plugs, first of all. Check out everything on the Distraction Pieces Network, especially the drunk cast that we all did, which is ludicrous. Genuinely ludicrous. I wasn't drunk, but Jimmy Havoc was my stunt drinker. Um, point people at this podcast. So rate, review, subscribe to it wherever you get podcasts from. Point people at jimsmallman.com slash TNJ. Buy one of my last few uh, Tuesday Night Jaw t-shirts that I have remaining uh, from that link as well. You can see all the episodes listed there, all the various different ways to download it, whether it's through Apple or whatever you choose to get your podcasts through. Um, and progresswrestling.com for loads of merch and tickets and stuff and demand-progress.com for all of our shows, including probably by this weekend, Unboxing. Warning now, there will be spoilers for Unboxing. If you've somehow managed to avoid spoilers up until this point, warning, there will be spoilers in this podcast. So wait until the show's up if you don't want it spoiled. Okay, good. Right, guests who were both at Unboxing, as one of whom was working, one of whom was stood behind me for most of the show. Um, Let's do him first. Christopher Brooker. Um, it's not Steve Wright in the fucking it's afternoon, not, mate. But it, it, the other thing Should is, be. unless the thing with applause, as as we've all appreciated at some point in our life, mass <laughs> applause is great. Solo applause is at best sarcastic and at worst threatening. I've taught quite a lot of kids' gigs. The sarcastic last clap. Oh God! 
because I used to be a school teacher and I want to ruin a lot of teachers' lives. It's I am a monster. Um, you're the JBL of teaching, aren't you? People <laughs> people put you through this, and now you're putting other people through it. <laughs> you're going to be going to NUS, NUT conferences and dragging people out of hotel rooms to drink in the bar now, aren't you? Maybe. Um, no drinking in the bar. Probably just go get some falafel. Um. <laughs> Monster! <laughs> Christopher! It's not even food. Happy New Year to you, Christopher. Happy New Year, Jims. Jims? Um, uh, Jim's. Jim's. Hello, Jim. I'm just South African. <laughs> Happy New Year, Jim's. Um, <laughs> You're the jibbiel, the jibble. Did you have a good jibble of teaching? Did you have a good festive season? I had a wonderful festive season. Good. Uh, my highlight of my festive season was a video chat with my young nephew Josh. Nice. Who, um, because I'm wacky, and if you look over in the corner of the room, you can see a slightly spazzy-looking dinosaur um, that I found in a skip whilst out flying once, and saved. Um, he's got jazz hands, so it's yes. maybe it's the Glenosaurus. It is Glenosaurus Rex. Yeah. <laughs> the king of the musical lizards. Um, but I, because I'm wacky and I'm a, the wacky uncle, I brought him in the sides if I was being attacked by a dinosaur. You know, that's how they get you from the side. Yep. And Josh went, oh, it's a dinosaur. And he went, oh, it's not a real one. Ah, uh, that is a shame. I, I don't know what his parents are teaching him. There is, what's, there is the only real dinosaur that remains on Earth. Is a lizard that lives in New Zealand, isn't it? <laughs> I thought you were going to say Barbara wins. <laughs> hey, well, no, I'm sure David Icke will you tell us what lizards. You leave that national treasure alone, Matthew. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sure, I'm sure David Icke's got something to do with dinosaur <laughs> lizard hybrids. Um, um, it's the Tuatara, I think, that lives in New Zealand that has existed since the dinosaur <laughs> days and is still alive now. Boom! Facts on Tuesday night, jaw. Um, <laughs> there's not going to be many are today. We, are we leading into 2018 with a whiff of edutainment about us? No, never. Um, never. never, never. Why do you hate teaching so much? Um, <laughs> you should have seen me trying to do it's it. A, it's, a pod- <laughs> it's a podcast on its own, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, I was so bad at teaching. I, I, I'll tell the story on stage. What I used to do. So I did. I taught English, and if you go to school in, Le- <laughs> in Leicestershire, like only a few counties in in the country are like this. So you guys probably went to a school between eleven and sixteen. Yeah. So in Leicestershire, you go to a school between eleven and fourteen, and then not so much now. Oh, no, I went to three school. T- yeah. T- school. Yeah, I went yeah. To a middle and then you go to a and then you go to a high school between fourteen and sixteen, and maybe stay and do your A levels there. Now, so I was teaching fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old kids English, and um, I also had a uh, a creative writing class that I taught A level students, except they were terrible. So what I used to do was I'd get their terrible collections of creative writing and I'd just read them out in the staff room to entertain the other teachers. <laughs> I'm a horrible person! Oh, right, and, um, um, and the joke I do on stage is that one of these terrible essays became the book series Twilight. So, <laughs> which, Fifty Shades of Grey, eventually. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey was, of course, fan fiction. It was, indeed. It was, it was fan fiction. Can um, we not mention fan fiction again today? Why? I've been having nightmares ever since we discussed it at New Year and... Oh, I forget there's wrestling fan fiction. Oh, there is. There is. is. None of us are in it, right? Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) Anyway, other guest, you've heard him now, um, is Lancashire's number one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's somehow Welsh and from Lancashire um, and supports Leon. It's Matt Richards. Yaki (laughs) da. Pet. <laughs> what? I'm I don't to, know. I'm going to Blackburn on Friday. I'm so sorry. 
Um, you'll, you'll get through it. St George's Hall. I'm doing oh, I know Vanessa. That's a nice, well. nice room, that. Mm. So I'm doing that. Um, so, Matt, how was your festive season? Very, very lovely. It was really nice. Got to spend it with with friends. Um, oh, I. Yeah, friends. It was. Oh, I. I mean, I say, I say friends. Oh, I. It's more of a. It became more of a babysitting um, scenario. Well, I had to look after after a certain person um, who will remain nameless. So JD, um, who, who now, we should clarify, this is not for anyone who knows more about progress and other companies. This is not James Davis of the no. London Riots. No, it's James Drake of the Blackpool Blondes, um, who <laughs> slash Grizzly Drug Veterans Progress Tag Team Champions. No, no, no. <laughs> of the Blackpool Blondes. <laughs> um, <coughs> get out of here. Cool tag teams. Um, who genuinely, um, we, I had to take him Christmas shopping prior to and, and this is genuinely had to take him. So we finished Christmas shopping and he, he genuinely turned around and looked at me in the eyes and went, I'm so glad you're here. I'd have no idea what I'd be doing or where I'd be going if you weren't. Christmas shopping. Christmas shopping. So if, if, if his mum and his brother are listening, you're welcome. Because I made sure he bought them sensible that, gifts. That Lynx Africa gift. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got two. He got two. I got none. Um, but yeah, no, we had a wicked time. It's been I'm really, really, really my nice. my own deodorant this year. This I know, bullshit. right? Yeah, same here, but you know, it's fine. I don't use it. It's not vegan. Um, it's the lie, it is vegan. Um, <laughs> so we, we've not done a pun game for a bit. Um, also, um, get used to the sound of these lads' voices because next week. We will do the now annual Wrestle Kingdom roundtable, mm. um, which will be probably recorded in the same room. You've assumed that I'm available. Um, are you available? Yeah. There well, we go. Not, um, no point. We're, we're, hey, it's a Tuesday. You'll be available. All right. We're, uh, you're a comedian. I'm always available on Tuesday. We're having a we're having a sleepover. Yeah. I'm going to come and stay over at Christmas. I know because you invited me, but then mm. um, I had to tell you that unfortunately, at eight o'clock in the morning when the show is on, um, I will be looking after a child. Um, very much like you'll be doing, yeah. Christopher, um, looking after your son. Um, so, um, we are going to do that next week. This week is time for the awards. Um, a couple of things I will say before we get to the awards. Um, again, we didn't vote, so I took this from uh, a couple of hundred emails that I got. Uh, immediately regretted not just setting up some kind of way of people voting automatically online <laughs> as I sat there. I started at like four o'clock yesterday afternoon going through all the emails, and um, I finished at 10 to midnight and then collapsed in bed, exhausted. Um, so, uh, and, and to be fair, some of the categories are really close and came down to the last couple of emails mm-hmm. to actually determine a winner. Winner. Some of them, like I got, I got 80 emails in with no other suggestion in the category apart from one thing. <laughs> so, um, so some of them are close, some of them aren't close. Um, because this is essentially my podcast... Um, there's quite a lot of people who voted for progress themed stuff so there is there's not a progress bias because again I didn't vote um, but um, and also I probably wouldn't vote for my own company because I'm a bit weird like that um, but yeah progress is mentioned a little bit while we're talking through it um, other independent wrestling companies are certainly available and I'm not trying to steer the bias in this direction but you guys voted so um, if you're not a fan of the fact there's a bit of a progress bias <coughs> then maybe you should have voted would I be my advice. I should point out, I do have a genuine cough at this point. That yeah. wasn't me yeah, yeah, coughing right now, to go uh, uh, throughout that entire So, Because it got to the point where like, there was a couple of categories that were really close and I was like, oh, a, a progress thing might win this. Um, and I started thinking, oh, then I'll, 
it'll be really awkward when I have to say that it's won. Um, but again, you guys voted. I didn't vote. Uh, these guys didn't vote. Um, uh, no one involved in progress management voted. Shout out to the one person who addressed his email voting to Jim, John and Glenn. John and Glenn have nothing to do with this podcast. It's definitely me. So um, if you did vote for progress stuff, cheers. But, um, you know, you're still definitely my friend if you didn't and voted for other things. Because let's be honest, 2017 in wrestling was awesome. But I did feel the need to just put in a little proviso <laughs> that because I'm involved in this po- in this podcast, a lot of people vote for progress stuff because we talk about it a lot of the time. So are you, are you um, okay, Matt? Matt's eating a mao at the minute. It's a sour one, no, I didn't realise. Oh, no. no, you're right. Oh, yeah, crash. So it's worth saying that, and also what we'll do is we'll, um, I've come up with the top three uh, <clears throat> votes for, for each category, we'll talk about those, I'll announce them, we'll talk about them, then we'll talk about who maybe we would have voted for if we'd have had a vote, uh, and also um, uh, if there's anything <coughs> that's not on the list that we are surprised wasn't there, stuff like that. So oh. we'll do that. Before we get to that, I'm going to do a pun game because I thought of one on the way here and I don't think we've ever done um, wrestling TV shows. I don't think we've ever done that. We've done wrestling films. Definitely done wrestling films. We've definitely done wrestling video games. Okay. I don't think we've ever done wrestling TV shows. Alice and Danger Things. Nice. That's good. Nice. Shit. (laughs) Alistair Black Mirror. (laughs) Nice. The 9 o'clock PN News. Oh! 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 Hello. Uh, Good. Um, The Bill, Goldberg. (laughs) I'd like to think that's written as The Bill. And also, The Bill, Goldberg's. Yeah? Yeah? Yes. Two for one. Boom. I'm out of our days now, lads. Um, Just just don't fall... Don't force it. It'll happen by itself. Um, okay. Just, just raise your hand if you've got one so we don't just talk over each other all the time. Because we do do that. All right. Sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't we, have, couldn't we have said this in pre-production? Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> Go on. I'm, no, I'm trying to think of one and I can't. So is I'm going to do the first award. There's a teacher thing. Do we now have to put our hand up when we speak at all? All the time. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right, um, so we did categories by WWE and non-WWE. Um, someone... Yes, mate. Oh, nothing. I'm just seeing if it works. Okay, good. Um, so someone tweeted me yesterday, um, and what I thought was quite a passive-aggressive tweet, and it wasn't. It was actually just a nice one. And I apologise if I snapped. <laughs> um, saying, why are you doing WWE and non-WWE? And it's, there's no, it's not a conspiracy. Um, it's just all the roundtables we do and the big list shows we do tend to talk about WWE... And then we do whole big swathes of stuff where we talk about indie wrestling in Japan and stuff. So I wanted to make sure that we had two different distinct categories. And at this moment, we just like to state this podcast brought to you by Triple H and William Regal. <laughs> it isn't. I, um, I, I can't <laughs> wait for that to be a sound bite. Yeah. And, and okay. a, while Alex Jones talks about it on InfoWars. <laughs> so the first thing we're going to do is WWE Match of the Year. Now, before I mentioned that some categories were not close in the slightest. This would be one of those. This is the category where I honestly had, I think I carried 84 emails that I had taken the answer from, yes. and nobody had said anything other than the, the match that actually won this. So I'll do it in reverse sure. order. All right. No, because you're but, not going to count. Right. No, I'm not going to you guess. get to number one, can we count to three and see if we both say it at the same time? You'll both say it at the same time. Right, so WWE match of the year. That's because we're connected. In reverse order. Joint third. Okay. Joint third uh, was John Cena versus AJ Styles at the Royal Rumble. Oof, it was a banger. And uh, John Briley will be very pleased. Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream at NXT. Also cracking. Houston. Fantastic work. Semicolon. War games. 
Um, in second place is DIY versus Author of the Pain versus mm. Re- the Revival <coughs> from NXT Takeover Orlando, mm. and then the winner with and I'm not I'm not I'm not messing around. Ten times more votes than every other match combined. Okay, <laughs> is I'll, I'll count to three. One, two, three. Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. No. Oh. Uh, is it Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate by any chance? That would be correct. Oh, I thought um, so. Yeah, the I clear so. winner <laughs> by <laughs> a bajillion miles yes. um, is Tyler Bate uh, versus Pete Dunne from NXT Takeover Chicago. A match that I'd watched four out four times within twenty four hours of it happening. It mm. was that good. Um, like the sort of match that I. Actually, put it up on the telly, made sure my wife sat down, got her a hot chocolate and made her watch it. Because it's that good. Um, uh, it's it's uh, fantastic. I can't... That would have been my vote if I'd have voted for WWE Match of the Year. 100%. I don't know if you lads would have voted. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely. I mean, there's other WWE matches I enjoyed. There's been Loads some fantastic matches it's, this year, really have. It, it's been so hard to pick out beyond that. The fact mm. that that match was so excellent that it stood out head and shoulders. Because... You know, crack record time for me. From an in-ring point of view, I think WWE again delivers better and better each year, just because they they've suddenly realised that having a roster full of wrestlers makes for great matches. Uh, there was a match I completely forgot about until I saw Matthew tweeting about it, which was Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns versus yeah. Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman, which, which I was Summer which Summer. I was at and was wonderful. Also on that, the, the all, both the tag matches at SummerSlam yeah. were fantastic yeah. too. Um, pretty much any time you put the Usos in the ring, they've yeah. been dynamite this year. Um, I'd also say, because um, I was at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, um, uh, Asuka versus Ember Moon at that yeah. show was great. Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas was great. Um, there's been a lot of very, very good matches this year. I think the thing with this match was, um, and it's hard to talk about because, again, like we, we, we know them and, and we work with them, but that match to me, the reason why it stood out to me, felt like the... Um, again, excuse the pun, but the arrival of a style of wrestling that is being what people have been absolutely chomping at the bit. <clears throat> it's the reason why British wrestling has got so big. And it was extra awesome to see it on a, on the big stage. And it felt like them two came in and went, this is what we do. Um but- Sorry. There's an element of <clears throat> expectation as well yeah. in that we all kind of knew. There were everyone over on this side of the party would be going to these shows um, all around the UK knew what was going to happen. But for a lot of people, and I think one of the most wonderful things about that is the difference in reaction at the start and the end of a match. Yeah. For me, a good match will end louder than it starts. Yeah, yeah. Or it'll be the same all the way through. You see a lot of matches where it starts loud and then it just kind of... Yeah. yeah. But that... It was... You really got that, where the hell have you been hiding? I mean, the weird thing is, is considering they're both, at the time, one was our, one was the Progress Champion and one was the Progress Tag Team Champion, I think. Um, I'm fairly certain. Like, I, I knew they were both great. And... I knew that every time we'd ask them to do anything, they'd always knock it out of the park. Everyone that we asked to do on our roster, whenever we asked them to do something, they nearly always knock it out of the park. Um, but that match was still even better than I expected it to be. Like, I'm not going to be one of those people who goes, well, I know it'd be brilliant. I thought it'd be great. I didn't think it would be that brilliant. And I also didn't think it would be so good that 
Arguably, people in America, wrestling fans in America, are more excited about the WWE UK title yeah. than British people are sometimes. Yeah. Because, like, I know that because we had a WWE UK title match at, at unboxing at the weekend. I know just announcing the title, people pop for it here because they weren't mm. expecting it to be for a title. But, but in America, it's made everyone stand up there and go, "Oh, I hope there's a UK show at some point <laughs> because because we want to see it because there, there is that." There's, it feels now American people's appreciation of British wrestling. Is very similar to what Japanese people have, uh, people's appreciation of British wrestling has been ever since Billy Robinson went there. Yeah. So in Amer- in Japan, they've always loved British wrestling, whereas it feels like everyone in America now has gone, yeah, we kind of like the British Bulldog and we kind of like uh, we kind of like William Regal, but now, oh my God, everything you want to send us is brilliant, and and that I mean, it's exciting for me as a wrestling promoter because how, how else can we do shows in America? That's yeah. the reason we can do shows in America is because and and, and people come to our shows. To see British wrestlers. They're the ones who get... In Orlando, the guys who got the big pops were Jimmy Havoc, Mark Haskins. Um, uh, I know they're from New Zealand, but the Kiwis got a huge pop. And, and, yeah. and it, was, it was seeing the people that they can't see all the time there is, yeah. is the big thing. And it's, it's, you, you see that now as well. That I don't know whether you get this as a promoter, but I'll get people emailing me or looking for work from overseas... Mm who maybe four or five years ago, or even two or three years ago, you've gone, you know what, that will help get eyes on what we're doing. Yeah. Whereas now, it's very much the other way around. Whereas I'm going, <clears throat> well, I could book you, Mr. Wrestler, mm. but that would mean not booking some of these guys. Well, that's and a, that's, that's, that's where the power is now. That's exactly the thing. Like I look at, so our show on Sunday, it technically had one input on, mm-hmm. which was Jack Gallagher. Because... Because we had to fly him in after Raw and fly him back before after SmackDown and fly him back before Raw, so that's but that's the only import on the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, Will Ospreay wrestles for New Japan, but Will Ospreay lives here. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone else on that show lives here. <clears throat> like there was no insane, ridiculous imports on the show because whenever we announce unboxing, people are like, "Oh, maybe you're going to get this." No, I'm not. I'm not going to get. Um, I'm not going to get Pentagon. On the show because Still. he's the most commonly asked for wrestler. I'm not going to get him on the show because it's Christmas. Flights cost three times more. Mm. Like I, I can't just fly a load of people in when there's ev- I can we can make a show that exciting with people who are here or people who aren't here but have a link to us as a company. I still think you broke a lot of hearts by even joking that Jim Duggan was there. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if you make noises about certain wrestlers while you're in the crowd, I will. I will be a dick about it. Mm-hmm. I apologise. I think what's um, <coughs> what's even more interesting about this match is that they snuck in at the end of the year with another contender. One of the best matches of the mm-hmm. year. They're matching NXT, but... That's not the best match on NXT TV this year. Uh, okay. The but, best match on NXT TV this year is, what, is Cassius Ono versus Johnny Gargano, which is amazing. Yes, it is fantastic. It's absolutely amazing. But I think when you watch that match and then you watch the TakeOver match, even in that time period, they've continued to evolve and they continue to do more things and try new things. And I think the biggest difference from the TakeOver match to that was two guys went in as very talented uh, wrestlers and now you've got two absolute superstars. Mm-hmm. Like they carry themselves in a different way, and they've just been absolutely amazing. And it's it's wicked that. So th- about this time last year, I did a, uh, a unba- unboxing. I recorded various interviews with people mm-hmm. um, while we were just sat around backstage, and I interviewed I interviewed Pete Dunn, and I I remember saying to him, 
had quite a good year because he'd done bowler and he, yeah. you know, and and but at this point he wasn't WWE UK champion. The WWE UK thing hadn't happened yet, um, so I think it had been announced, but it hadn't happened <clears throat> yeah. yet. And um, but he was our champion. He'd become our he'd become our champion and. Uh, chat, uh, we had this chat where I went, you've had a good year, haven't you? And the first thing he said was, yeah, but you've had a kid. Like, <laughs> and and then I, I, I reminded him of it at the show on on Saturday and said, you've had an all right year, haven't you? And he went, yeah, yeah, it's been pretty good. And, and what's really nice about about Pete and Tyler, and every, pretty much everybody in, in particular, but, but Pete and Tyler is, they're still, they're ridiculously good. I will say to anybody who listens, that I think Pete's the best wrestler in the world at the minute. Um, but, they're still nice lads. Like yeah. as a prom- from a promoter's point of view, they're not hard work at all. No. Like when no, when absolutely. Pete when Pete couldn't get to Sheffield the other week because of his flight being delayed, he tried everything to get to that show. Mm. Um, and at the end, even if he couldn't wrestle, he wanted to still be able to walk in the door and say hi to everybody. And it was only in the end when we realised it was dangerous for him to try that that he, he went fine. I'll go home. But he tried everything to do that. Yeah. Like and you know, and it's not it's not to get paid and it's not to sell t-shirts. It's because he's. He's a nice lad who loves wrestling, and and that that's refreshing <coughs> and and quite lovely, I think. Correct. So, um, is there anything else we would have voted for if we, um, or that you're surprised isn't on the list? Um, you don't have to say yes because I think um, that list is pretty. I'm trying to think of the stuff that really got me on, on the edge of my seat this year. Um, Nobody the, voted no, for um, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Yeah, which surprised me because. Whilst it's not to my tastes, yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah. a lot of people absolutely loved yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm surprised that. Wasn't I think, there. I think, I think I'm surprised that Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream so high. Pure because it was absolutely amazing. But I'm shocked that. Well, when you say it was high, yeah, okay. Just to put this into perspective, okay, right. <laughs> um, again, um, it has like. Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne has 20 times the votes. Okay, alright, okay, okay, so okay, okay. Tyler and Pete is so far in, in front, has, yeah, like, yeah. in triple figures for votes, yeah. and everything else is in single figures. Because so, AJ and John Cena won the official WWE match of the year, and yes. Tyler and Pete came third? Yes, which to be fair, is pretty amazing when you consider that Yeah, I don't know who's, vote, I don't know who's voting for that, and also as well, <clears throat> If you think about the mainstream audience, and this was seen when NXT was actually on network yeah. television, the audience NXT gets is much, 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 much smaller than anything yeah. WWE mainstream main roster stuff gets. So, um, for it to get to it, for it to come third means everybody who saw it went, "That's my match of the year." Yeah, um, and, and and as proven by this, nearly every listener to this podcast who who spent the time voting. Um, is absolutely definitely on board with it being the best WWE match of the year. Yeah. Um, when we get to the next category, that was nowhere near as cut and dried as this one. Okay. Um, I've got a new pun, guys. Go on. Uh, Holmes under the Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> Please, my wife. She loves that show. Yep. Location, location, location of domination. <laughs> that's, that's actually really oh! Really bloody good. Um, please send us yours uh, at Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw. Um, I'm trying to think of any more. Oh no. Um, two Wyatt family fortunes. Nice. <laughs> uh, two broken Matt Hardy girls. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> um, oh no. 
Agents of the Shield. Finn Balamori. <laughs> oh! This one's for my son. Hey, Dougie Williams. Because he loves Hey, Dougie. If you've never watched Hey, Dougie, it's banging. watch Hey, Dougie. It's the greatest children's TV show ever made, especially the <sighs> stick episode. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Um, right, next category <clears throat> is non-WWE match of the year. The top three. Um, the vote's much more spread over this. Mm. I think we only received votes for maybe seven or eight different matches in, from the WWE category because the one winner was so far out in front. For this... There was votes for over 30 different matches. Right. Um, there is still a clear winner. Um, and you'll see a pattern. In third uh, is the G1 final between yes. Kenny Omega and Tetsuya Naito. Um, in yeah. second place <laughs> is uh, Kazuchika Okada versus oh. Kenny Omega at Dominion. Oh, uh, I wonder what's the, number Which one. was the hour-long draw, wasn't yes. it? The one at Dominion. <laughs> Yeah. And then the winner is Kazuchika Ricarda versus Kenny Omega My at boy. Wrestle Kingdom, which is nearly a year old. Um, uh, so, um, I mean, I think, now, technically, if you go by Meltzer ratings, this mm. was six stars, wasn't it? And yes. the one at Dominion was six and a quarter. What? Yes, six and a quarter. Yeah, what, I know. What, what, what did they do for that quarter? Right. Well, well, they wrestle for an hour. Well, they, they, wrestle, like they wrestle for an hour instead of 45 minutes. So, um, that's that makes sense. Quarter, quarter yeah. of an hour, quarter yeah. of a star. Now, I will posit that <laughs> our wonderful listeners have voted for the Wrestle Kingdom one as the winner, partly because more people may well have seen it because yes. Wrestle Kingdom was more of a destination show to see, but also because it had a definitive result. Yes. People don't like draws. People don't like matches without... If that if that match had happened in America, in an American indie, let's say it happened in PWG, and it went to an hour-long draw, not a single person would have gone, bravo, guys. Every single fan there, and this is not a knock at wrestling fans, but every single fan there would have chanted five more minutes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because we are not... Western <coughs> fans are no longer conditioned to watching draws. Though I would love to see uh, five more minutes chance at New Japan while Ghetto's trying to explain, look, we've only got the building until 11 o'clock. Right? <laughs> we need to get out. All right, we've got a curfew here, lads. Um, what, what they'll do is they'll make it like one of those gentlemen shows. They'll just pint, pass a pint glass around so everyone can put some money in to pay the over overtime. It's, for me, there was very little doubt that this would have won. Mm. Um but it was only just my favourite match at Wrestle Kingdom. If you go back and listen to the Wrestle Kingdom roundtable... Mm-hmm. Um, is that available on the Distraction page? It is available on this very uh, podcast stream on the Distraction <coughs> Network. But um, but I liked I liked a lot of Wrestle Kingdom because it was a fantastic show. Um, but I liked the uh, Shibata match more um, uh, to start with and then went back and watched it back again and again and again and again. And now, yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's arguably the best match ever, which means it wasn't really going to be a problem for it to win this, really. Yes. RuPaul's Dragon Off race. Nice. Or RuPaul's Arm Drag race. Nice. Or RuPaul's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat race. How about uh, RuPaul Undorf's Drag race? Oh! (laughs) Nice. Nice Nice queen. Um, So, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised there's three... New Japan matches in the yeah. list. There was lots, of, lots of people. Cho- there were lots of matches that got one or two votes. Um, uh, I'm, you know, I mean, if what I would have voted for, very probably would have been the Wrestle Kingdom uh, Okada yeah. and Omega match because I do think it's arguably the best match in the history of time. See, I, the, the match that I had in mind is is is, is different, and I'll t- I'll explain in a minute. But yeah, it's I think 
New Japan have just had a year that's just been unmatched in terms of. But it's it's unmatched in terms of what our sensibilities are. So this is this is something I was reading about the other day. If you were to put if you were to put on Raw, like so, we like I like wrestling. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like. I'm quite happy to watch a 45 minute long wrestling match. Yeah. If you were to put in front of a WWE audience, which is very different, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like not us. But a mainstream WWE audience, if you were to put matches like New Japan have in those shows on Raw, oh god, yeah, yeah, no one would watch. I was going to, which is which is bizarre. I was going to say more. It's unmatched in terms of what New Japan have done, mm. like especially in the new era because they've just been absolutely killing it. Um, I think this year is arguably better than the best year that all Japan ever had. It's a fair um, play, yeah, it's a you know place. when all Japan had those nuts, the nuts mid nineties, or and mm. arguably. Uh, I think it was probably about 94, 95 would have been their best year yeah. um, when they were getting five-star matches left, right and centre. I think this year for New Japan is probably better than that. I think um, this year for New Japan is probably better than 92, 93 All Japan Women's. Um, I, think the thing with, I think the thing that, that for me, again, just me personally that stood out for New Japan was the stories they told this year, hmm. which again, always sounds a, a little bit odd considering yeah. given the type of company, but... Um, the stuff with with Omega uh, and and that first match of of that that Okada series is a great story in itself of of, of Okada winning and then doing what Okada does because he's the rainmaker and he gets over arrogant and then he f- comes up against this guy that he's beaten before but can't put away like that's a really compelling story that you know is not going to finish there it's going to be something else and then the the um the um rehab slash um sort of judas story rehabilitation of uh shibata mm. you know which obviously ended incredibly tragically but then you had naito finally winning the big one and finally going to wrestle kingdom and like they've they've told such compelling stories within their own universe mm. you know and then you think forget things like 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 tanahashi and abushi like their match where tanahashi has said abushi is the next golden child but then abushi was a dick because he thought i have to be a dick and i have to actually kill this guy to take his his throne and it's like for me again like um also big shout out um there is a youtube channel um, there's a YouTube channel called Showbuckle. I don't know if you've ever checked them out. They don't post a lot, but they do amazing videos about um, rivalries or particular wrestlers and explain slightly more um, uh, intricate stories and stuff like that. Because um, I believe the guy used to teach in Japan. Um, and yeah, they're amazing. Go and check them out. Like if you if you if you're coming to Wrestle Kingdom this year and you kind of like I don't know who anyone is, they do a comprehensive story basically from Tanahashi to Okada to Kenny Omega they t- they've got an amazing storyline thing so yeah they, they're called Showbuckle on YouTube they're wicked at what they do man cool who else what, what other things will we potentially have voted for um, for non-WWE match of the year um, I've got I've got one which I would have done um, but the, the most people voted before December the 30th yeah. um, uh, and um, um, and we had a show we had a show on Saturday which had a match on that I would choose which is uh, Will Ospreay against Travis Banks which is one of the best matches Progress has ever had full stop the end it's stupidly stupidly good and That's then right. it's followed by another one of the best matches Progress has ever had which is Pete Dunne Jack Gallagher so um, 
Like, I, I, I regret putting that show at the end of the year where it can't win any fucking awards for anything. Yeah. Um, because it's 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 one of the best shows we've ever done, just from beginning to end. And it's the shows the power of not announcing anything in advance because everybody gets a massive pop. <laughs> and then the people who deserve a massive pop get a pop so loud that um, that people who work at the Electric Ballroom think that we broke the acoustics. <laughs> so, quite pleased. Um, Christopher, any other choices from you? Now, are we... Obviously, I was going to ask this before you mentioned the progress show from the weekend. Because mm. um, I don't watch a great deal of New Japan. And it's not my thing. No. Um, and I've said this in the past. Um, <clears throat> and I've not watched an awful lot of non-WWE this year outside of NXT. Um, but for my money, the match, if I was going to say something outside of WWE, I'm going to go again with a match that I think, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, this is a show that I did, that my company put together, our company put together last weekend, last week, um, and a match to me that does everything you want a wrestling match for, which was James Drake versus Damon Lee in a match where all bins were legal. Yes, they were. And it was in parts ridiculous in parts hilarious, and yet every moment it felt like a fight. Yeah. And there was no point where <coughs> the guys that were there weren't invested watching, that yeah. they weren't into it, that they didn't want to see someone win and someone lose. And <clears throat> I think everyone knows how good James Drake is, or starting to realise. Um, and for my money, you won't get too many people better than Damon Lee as well. Damon was on Buyer. absolutely incredible and I was doubled up laughing He's and wincing moments apart I don't think I've <clears throat> uh, oh, I think I've rarely seen anyone with his comedic timing mm. or or his understanding of how to structure where it should be funny where it should be serious where he's the you know has to play the straight guy or and it's he's he's amazing like there is a point in the match which absolutely ruined me which is where um he keeps trying to punch James Drake and James Drake keeps putting KFC buckets in the way so they keep going on his arms and there's a bit where he they do it six times because there's three buckets on each arms and it's sort of halfway through where Damon just shouts I don't know why this keeps happening to me which is one of the most fucking brilliant fourth wall breaks yeah. yet <clears throat> It's one of them things. If it's if that was a joke in The Simpsons that kind of like went, well, you'd be like, that's amazing. Like he was, he's so talented at what it's, he does. It's regal esque. It's it's that ability. There there are a lot of people, and I've seen, and I won't say what it was, but I was telling you about a supposed comedy match I saw this year yeah. that was excruciating, because a comedy match isn't about just dicking about and and going, hey everyone, wrestling's not real. It's about being able to combine that into it, but still have a competition, still have a fight, still have a contest. And they did it. And it's, it's well, again, I just wish there was more people there. And I always I wish that. But mm. everyone who was there had a great time. And I think it's the fact that it's recorded for posterity. I reckon it's going to be our Sex Pistols match. Mm. That's going to be the one where people for years say they were there. And I was. No, you weren't. Ooh, conspiracy. It is. Um, anything you choose? Uh, on a again, like on a personal level, I'd probably pick Death House because I don't think I've ever. It's got, it's got it, which got I think three or four votes as well. So purely for the fact that I, it, it's, as someone who's been ringside for quite a few death matches now and and, and watches tournament death every year, 
I've still yet to see anything like it. I mean, the the, the thing that kind of gets forgotten in a weird way because the reveal was such a huge part of it and was so brilliantly done that is that the match itself is an absolutely fantastic death match. It's brilliant. Because death matches can be shit. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, death matches can be... One of the reasons I, I don't like most hardcore wrestling yeah. is because quite a lot of it is is fat men from the American Midwest cutting each other. <laughs> like, it is, isn't it? Like, that's what quite a lot of it is. And then you have people who are dead good at it, yeah. like like Jimmy Havoc, like Clint Mangera, yeah. like Drew Parker, like Ricky Shane Page, um, who are both great, all great in that match, but all really good wrestlers, yeah. full stop, the end anyway. So, yeah. like, like people can be really good at it. Um, like when I interviewed David Starr the other week and he was talking about the fact that Masada was one of the people who trained him yeah. in chain wrestling yeah. and you're like oh because the reason he was a good deathmatch wrestler was because he was a good wrestler the reason Jimmy Havoc's a good deathmatch wrestler is he's a good wrestler yeah. um, you know if you're just if you're just a dude who wants to cut yourself there yeah. are other ways to do this it's, I, it's I think, the equivalent of you go and see stand up and people who swear and say offensive things rather than being good stand ups yeah yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. I think the thing as well... That's I mean, the, based on the drunk cast, Jimmy Havoc will swear and say offensive things. Um, <laughs> but that's part of his charm. That's part um, of his charm. But the thing with the match was, um, because of <coughs> the emotion involved, and, and, and like everyone on the show, um, like if you go back and watch it, basically the front is just a bunch of wrestlers who are, are legitimately like on the, the, the edge of their wits because mm. it was just such an incredible... I've genuinely never experienced anything like it. Well, we had that unboxing like, the other day, and, the, and I know you knew this because you were on commentary, so mm. you could hear, because we have a gorilla position behind where you commentate, yeah. and you could hear certain wrestlers just losing their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even though they all knew what we'd planned, because they'd had a booking email, yeah. everyone knew what we planned, they were still popping for people, like, the, people coming up to you going, do you hear that pop? Yeah, yeah I did, yeah. The it was end, out there. I won't name who it was, but the end of, of the Pete and, and... Oh, it's Trent Jaffa. Seven. You can name who it was. Oh, I, I was, I was going <laughs> to give him some... No, it was, uh, Trent, it was Trent Seven who was losing his mind yeah, like, so like a fan. I, I had my headset on. I'm screaming, Callum screaming. 700 people are screaming. And I could still hear him in the back going, fuck me, Bab, I was fucking sick. I was like, yeah, that's that, good. But that's the thing that makes me most happy as a wrestling promoter is, is seeing... Um, is is seeing the curtain sellout we had for the entire show. And yeah, it was really it was... difficult to get anywhere because everyone, once they'd wrestled and could kind of be more visible, it was really difficult being backstage on Saturday. Yeah, because yeah. no one could go out and sell merch. <laughs> Packed. So it was too big. <laughs> and, and we booked and we booked a lot of multi match matches. <laughs> booked a stupidly. six person and an eight person. Six person and eight person and tag match and Ugh. then and then three other matches. Yeah. Uh, four other matches. So yeah, it was busy. Um, good. That's non WWE match of the year done. Any more TV? Any more TV shows? Any more? Uh, I'm gonna no, but I'm gonna go and have a wee. You do that. Off you go. It's just an announcement. Do you have to wait in silence till he gets back? No, don't. No, no. Let's let's do more TV programs. Yeah. Okay. Buff Bagwell the Vampire Slayer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love he got his laugh as he was leaving. That's the best bit. Um, oh. Oh, I'm trying to think. It's really hard, isn't it? I, I genuinely sprung this one on us. Um, I'm trying. I'm going through every cooking show ever. Be priestly witched. Ooh, nice. Thank you. Good work. Good work. They've made a lot of TV shows, haven't they? They've made the, the problem here is I've picked something where there's too many. <clears throat> Don Westworld. Oh, nice. 
Nice. Um, oh, come on now. The Game of Thrones. Excellent. Thank you. Conspiracy. Um, <laughs> um, oh, come on now. Um, all I can get, the only TV programme I've got in my head at the minute is Jules Holland's Hootenanny, which is of no use to anybody unless you count Hulk Hogan being in Mr. Nanny and then you can probably shoe on it in. Um, I might have one. Okay, come on. Get back into your seat. Stop breaking things and sit down. Oh. It's technically not with a wrestler's name. Oh, God. I'm making fucking excuses away. Band of Good Brothers. All right, we'll take it. Good. Thanks. We'll take it. Thanks. Um, on the condition that you watch Band of Brothers again. Oh, no, because I cry. You know, I've, I've not told you about this. No, you have. That's why I'm making you do it. The only two things that I ever cried at, like film-wise or TV-wise, is... Band of Brothers, episode number seven, when they find the concentration camps, because it ruins me. Um, and all men crying tend to ruin me. Um, and Doctor Who, when David Tennant left, and he went, I don't want to go. And it murdered me. Um, using a wrestler's real name? Oh, God. The Kip Soprano. Oh, good. <laughs> you can live. Billy Gunn's amazing <laughs> real name. Um, <laughs> good. I'm, I'm desperate to get more. I need to get more. It'll come to you. Just, just. It's just really hard. It's like a bar of soap. The harder you squeeze it, it's really it's hard. True. Next category. Yes. WWE show of the year. <clears throat> um, spot a pattern in our top three once again. <laughs> <laughs> the WWE show of the year is uh, in third place. NXT Takeover Brooklyn three. Mm. In second place, NXT Takeover Houston semicolon War Games. And in first place, NXT TakeOver Chicago. Yes. Um, I think most people chose Chicago because of Pete versus Tyler uh, and because <coughs> of the fantastic angle at the end involving Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, which was wonderfully well done uh, after a fantastic match. For me, mm-hmm. personally, um, I prefer NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. I think because I... I don't not there's never a weak match no. on any takeover no, show. No, no, no. Um and all three of these takeover shows are wonderful and three of my favourite shows, not just of this year, but of the decade easily. Mm. But for me, I like NXT Takeover Brooklyn slightly more. Um uh, but it might be I might be biased because I was there. And I might be biased because ten thousand people chanted this is progress on a pre show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, it was the, to be fair it was the first time I'd enjoyed myself in did New I, York I'm, I'm so. assuming <laughs> I didn't I didn't hear NXT take over Orlando in there um, it did get votes no because that, that that would be mine I mean admittedly again I was I was there in person so you get you get the feel of it hmm. but for me NXT Orlando was the was the, the one of the year because you had the three way tag match hmm. you had um uh, sanity eight man tag you had the women's match you had loads of great stuff on that it was too. a great show it was a weird one for me because I didn't watch that one until about a week later when we came home and, and did the podcast about it because um, because when NXT TakeOver Orlando was on I was at the WWN Super Show <laughs> because it was Progress versus Evolve so um, I was Progress busy um, I think we did no, I think it was a tie, like all all versus shows. Um, no, it was enchanted five more matches. At that's, that's wrestling 2017. <laughs> Finishes with an handshake, done it. Yeah. <laughs> 50-50 booking, everybody. Come on. Um, <laughs> I respect you both. Any other WWE suggestions for show of the year? Nope. Maybe outside of the and the NXT shows. If you had to choose one of the main roster shows, <sighs> I always love the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I, I enjoyed WrestleMania because I was there. Correct. I really enjoyed SummerSlam. Yeah, yes, a couple of. Things that didn't quite hit the mark for me at SummerSlam, but the main event was great. The tag matches were great. 
Survivor uh, Series was pretty solid as Survivor well. Survivor Series yeah. was solid. The, the, the thing is, there's so much. Mm. I actually I can't remember half of them. Yeah. Um, and the trouble is as well, you also get, because there's so much packed into those shows, every show seems to have at least one bum note mm-hmm. or something that makes people go, oh, like Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble, so everyone <laughs> completely forgot he won it. Oh, he did, didn't he? He did, didn't he, yeah. Um, Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble. Then you had, in fact, he was kind of, he was in very much the Tommy Wiseau of the year in many ways, wasn't he? Because he, he won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I did not. I did not hit them. It's bullshit. And then there was the <laughs> the House of Horrors. Oh God, help us all! That was magical. No, um, but I really like the House of Horrors. Yeah. Like, but... I, I refused. I refused to bad mouth it for two reasons: one, positive podcast, um, <laughs> and two, that's him now. That's him. Um, and oh two, God, not let this pray. Um, <laughs> and two, at least someone's trying something different. God. I think every time someone tries to do something different, people ridicule them, mm. and. That's why I refuse to ridicule people for doing this. Because I, I genuinely think it was fun. I had fun watching it. Oh, and it. yeah, yeah, some of it some of it was me laughing at some bits that were particularly silly, but in the main, I enjoyed it and I thought everyone involved in it tried their best to make it work. Mm-hmm. Every time you try something different, people go, I don't like that. But, that but in is- ten years' time that could be the norm of our wrestlings presented. I hope so. Right, I'm in. I'm in, and and that could genuinely be the norm of our wrestlings presented, and we and people could be. In fact, we do away with rings, and we just have matches in fans' houses. Yeah, I mean, Actually, I, that's I, probably I'm, that's I'm, leading down a dangerous, dangerous path. I'm still, I still want that that show in a field over here that could potentially be a death match tournament. I'm just saying. Yeah, if you were that bloke who spoke to Matt, oh, I saw, I saw him the other day. He was oh, did you? Progress. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he reminded me. Of Can the... we do a match in a field at the centre of a maze maze in Cornwall? Oh my god, that's it. Yes. Yes, we can. Let's sort that out now. Let's stop recording this and get on to the council. Let's go plant some fucking maize. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it was it was always going to be a takeover that worked. Yeah, yeah. Which is, and again, it's the sensibilities of us as fans and you guys as fans listening um, that NXT is probably always kind of going to be our thing. Um, on to, hello mate. Match of the New Day. Nice. That is that is nice. I would pay money to watch Biggie just sing the Match of the Day theme music <laughs> while gyrating his hips. Yes, I would. It's a very specific fetish. Um, non WWE show of the year. Um, quite close uh, up until the last couple of emails. I'm I apologise. Uh, in third place uh, is Progress Chapter Fifty Five. Chase the Sun, um, which. Um, I, I'm, obviously I'm involved in I'll make no comment number two um, is Super Strong Style 16 by Progress um, but thank god we didn't win um, because I would never hear the end of it because the winner is of course Wrestle Kingdom 11 um, now can you categorically <coughs> that you have no involvement with New Japan Pro Wrestling I have no involvement with New Japan um, not Ooh, at all they won't let me conspiracy um, um, now it only won by a couple of votes and uh, thanks, if you voted for a progress chapter, thanks. But what happened is, lots of people voted for different chapters. If you've all pulled your resources and voted for Super Strong, <laughs> um, it would have been fine. Um, my point of view is, like, I, chapter 55, I'm proud of, because it was our big show, and we drew a lot of storylines together. Um, Super Strong Style, because it's three shows all together, and I've said this loads of times, Super Strong Style is the best thing I've ever done as a wrestling promoter. And in seconds, probably unboxing. 
But Super Strong Style this year is the best thing. If I had to take one thing away from progress that my involvement in progress that, that I'm the most proud of, it's it's probably that, those three shows at Super Strong Style, which I'm super proud of. Um, but in no way should it be winning uh, best non-WWE show of the year right. when Wrestle Kingdom exists. Okay, if you want to win next year... <laughs> I know, Don't want to win my own awards. I can give win, myself an award. If you want to win next year, I know what you need. Inconsistency. <laughs> That's work what on you need to it. do. Just do. I work on it. Just, just do eleven shit shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, there's people out there on the internet who think all our shows are shit, mate. I'm not bothered. Um, See, I think you know who you are. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, Why would they be listening? That's like self harm. <laughs> I don't know, but they do. It's weird. I would have chosen Super Strong Style as well, uh, but I was involved with it, so I'm trying to think. See, I wouldn't. if I was voting, I would have absolutely 100% voted for either Wrestle Kingdom or Dominion, like yeah. because they're both wonderful shows. Because you know my, I'm daft with the voting stuff. I, I often won't, I deliberately won't vote for progress stuff because it's, it's my thing. Um, and also, if I'm honest... I don't enjoy the progress shows in the same way that any fans do. No. Because I find them an exhausting, stressful experience. And I I only tend to enjoy them about six months later. Mm. Like, it was super strong style. My initial response at the end of it was relief that everything had worked. And then about two or three months later, I looked back on it, watched it again, and went, oh, I quite like that. Mm. And with unboxing, I'm happy with it because everyone got the... It, everyone talked about it. We were trending on Twitter for, for most of uh, Saturday. And... Um, it really it got us loads of attention just for one show that we do for fun. Mm. Like that show is a fun show at the end of the year. No season ticket holders get a ticket for it or anything. <coughs> everyone has to buy. Everyone has to buy a ticket for it. And the the the, the one drawback of having a show that had as many cool surprises on it is now I have to top it. That's hard. But nah. then you've been saying that for years. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's uh, that to me is why myself and the, and John and Glenn oh, yeah. are good promoters is because we don't go. We know this now. Like oh, yeah. I I am terrified about 2018 because I want it to go well and for it to go well we have to top 2017 which is every year we've had has been the best year we've had so now I've got to top it but eventually we're going to have a year where we don't top it and and that's the fear and it's always been my fear in my comedy career as well and I've always wanted to be busier every year in comedy um, and the year that I'm not busier is the year I'll stop and nearly had to stop last year um, but that was just because I fucking hated it um, whereas but with wrestling, it's always, I think, if you don't have that mindset, then what's the point? Like, there is no point. Like, everyone at New Japan is probably sitting there going, fuck me, we had a good 2017, didn't we? How do we beat it? No one's going to be sitting there going, nah, we got their money. Yeah. That, no, one, no, one, no one who's not, good at their job thinks about it. This is the well. point I'm making, is not, you shouldn't think that. It's just me kind of saying, I have faith that you will. Thanks, mate. And I appreciate no it. And be not afraid. Be excited. Because you've got everything you need to make things more exciting. Matt's waving an imaginary ding, tiny flag. Ding, 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 ding. Is that what you That's saw? the I... pun alarm. Oh, pun alarm. Oh, God. God. We've got... <laughs> That's good. Um, Mad Men Manson. Oh, oh very good. Mm. Good. And I, I was getting really bored about you talking about how good you are and your promotion is. So. Oh, God. I was trying to deny it. <laughs> Um, don't vote for my own promotion because I've got no time. Um, big shout outs this year to personally for me, um, Dragon Gate has some amazing there we shows. Go. Uh, there but, we go. but sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the Dragon Gate alarm's gone off. Sorry. Um, but for me, in terms of the promotion that I don't have anything to do with, 
and I have watched and consistently enjoyed their shows this year is Attack. Yeah, Attack are great. Attack Pro have been absolutely. It's just it's just so much fun. Yeah, which do you, is mem- what do you remember what that is? Fun. Do you remember fun? I've not had fun. Oh, I've not so had fun, mate, good. for several years. Yeah, they, that's they, a lie. I have fun nearly every day. Yeah, but I set aside twenty minutes for fun every day. Big shout out to Chris Roberts and Shay Purser for having the the non wrestlers match of the year. So it was fantastic. Glenn Glenn was at that show and yeah. Glenn messaged me and said Shay Purser against Chris Roberts is the best match I've ever seen. Yeah. And I went back I went back to him and went <clears throat> Just clarify <laughs> Shay Purser and Glenn's sensibilities in wrestling are very different than mine. I said mm. just clarify uh, Shay and, and Chris, two lads I like very much, mm. they had a better match <laughs> than a Carter and a Mega. And yeah, he man. said 100% yes. Um, <laughs> because Glenn's sensibilities for wrestling are very different to mine. And, and that's another reason that Progress works as a company, is we're not all the same. Otherwise, I mean, my show, if it was my show, not our show, then it would be. It would. I mean, there'd be a lot. There'd be a lot of hour-long draws. And probably, if probably, if it was down to me. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, a lot of things got votes. Um, uh, three Fight Club show, Fight Club Pro shows got votes. Uh, Attacks Missile Tour got votes. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the What Culture shows got votes. Good. Um, several New Japan shows got votes. Um, most people obviously voted for Wrestle Kingdom, but Dominion got votes. Um, uh, uh, and so on, um, and the G1 finals uh, got votes as well. Um, and it was nice. It was nice to see the spread of votes that were out there. But uh, the, in the fourth was Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, cool. So um, for me, as a huge PWG fan, the fact that people vote for my little company more than they voted for PWG is insane. Because Bowler is wonderful every year. All Star Weekend got votes as well because um, it was again very good. Um, so lots of things, and 16 Carat for WXW yes, got votes too. Yes. And it's nice to see that um, and nearly every time people voted for a tournament, they went, I'm hoping I can vote for all three days. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, what was interesting if they voted for Super Strong Style is the amount of people who said, if I am voting <laughs> for a particular day, um, then the votes were split equally pretty much between day one, day two, and day three, which is crazy for me um, because I'm not entirely sure what the best day is. But that's what you're looking for, isn't it? Yeah. If, if people walk away from a show... And everyone's got a different favourite match. You've done your job mm. pretty much right. Yeah. And if you do a tournament in three days and everyone comes away and goes, this one just edges it, congratulations. Um, good. So that was non-WWE show of the year. Um, yes, mate. The Incredible BB Hulk. Oh, 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 you played right to your audience. I'd also like to say oh. it's the first time not called him BB Hulk on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You've learned it's BB. Just because I've only man. ever seen it fucking written down. <sighs> right. WWE Male Wrestler of the Year. There was a clear winner in this category. But incidentally, the first five votes, when I counted the emails up, the first five emails all voted for Roman Reigns. All, f- all five. Nice. Roman Reigns, all five, straight away. He's not in the top, he's not in the top three. That's what's really weird about it. The first five votes, Roman Reigns, and then I didn't write the winner's name down. Because obviously I've got a spreadsheet and I'm writing the name down as I get it, and then write the number of votes down next to it. I didn't write the winner's name down until I answered about the 17th or 18th email. And then he won by a fucking mile. Okay? Interesting. So, yeah, interesting. So Roman Reigns got the first five votes. Roman so Reigns. Presumably Roman. Um, <laughs> Rosie. Um, and who are the other three? The Rock. I, what was really nice is that a lot of people did vote for Roman Reigns. Yeah. Because, as we bang on about on this podcast, 
Everything he does is good. Yeah. Stop complaining about him. Like, if you don't like him, fine. But don't boo him or chant you can't wrestle. He clearly can. He's clearly a better wrestler than you. Oh. Unless unless you're listening to this now and you're Kazuchika Okada. At which point, <laughs> at which point then fine. You're a better wrestler than him. Um, so, um, WWE Male Wrestler of the Year. In third place is The Miz. The greatest heel yes. in so the done. history of wrestling. I like that. I like that. Um, in second place is Braun Strowman. Nice. Um, and in first place, by a long, 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 long way, is AJ Styles. Um, yeah. Kevin Owens uh, came fourth. Roman Reigns came fifth by memory. Um, uh, certain uh, certain NXT wrestlers got votes. Pete Dunne got votes. Now, I have to explain this. In a minute, we'll do the non-WWE wrestler. Um, if you voted for Pete Dunne as non-WWE wrestler, I couldn't take it because he is WWE contracted. So, um, it, it, I'll explain this now. Pete Dunne didn't get a lot of votes in either of these categories because I think people were unsure whether or not they could vote for him in either category. Presumably, we just need to have the Pete Dunne Award for yes. being Pete Dunne. Yes. So, um, Who won that this year? Uh, Pete Dunne. Oh, um, didn't expect that. So... I'm not surprised to see AJ Styles win. Um, this year is, and last year as well to an extent, uh, converted me into being an AJ Styles fan. Someone who, when he was in Ring of Honor, I was like, oh, he's all right. And when he was in <coughs> TNA, I was like, if I ever watched it, I was like, he's decent. But was never yeah. at the forefront. I remember going to TNA shows with you. Yeah. And people losing their minds when AJ Styles came out. And me thinking, yeah. it's AJ Styles. <laughs> like, whereas now, I'm like, oh no, he's absolutely brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. And I've stood next to him and had a conversation with him this year. And I'll be honest with you, his hair is beautiful. His hair is mm. even more beautiful than James Drake's. Whoa, get out. No, no, no. Calling it out now. Bollocks. He is at best a 0.7 Drake. Um, uh, I was there when he was the first uh, first person to win a WWE title, a world title outside of the United States. So, or so were we. Um, uh, so that was yeah. pretty sweet. Um He's had a good year, hasn't he? He's been involved been in a lot right, of good matches. You know, um, is there anyone, any thoughts on those three? Anyone that you would have put in there that isn't in there? Jinder Mahal? No one voted for Jinder in this category. He did get some votes in another one in a bit. But no one voted for Jinder in this category. Um, okay. Best WWE wrestling. Yeah, it's just, no one's come close to him at all. In terms no. of consistency, no. in terms of everything out there. Plus, the big thing is that in the last two years, he now carries himself like the star that he is. Yeah. Whereas he was, as a fan of his going back to TNA, in fact, he was one of the guys who got me hooked to TNA when he was <coughs> running the X Division there and he was having these incredible matches. But now he's he's so much better than he was then. Strike it, lucky cannon. <sighs> Thanks. It's niche, isn't it? Good. Okay. Oh, if we're going to go that niche, how about Braden Walker, Texas Ranger? <laughs> wow. Why yes, is Matthew mate. bleeding from the nose and the ears? <laughs> yes, mate. 100%. No, you're right about him carrying himself. I think he now, AJ Styles now fits into that category that in, in a few years we'll look back on this year and it'll feel like the years when Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels were at the forefront mm-hmm. of of WWE, whether they're a champion or not, just having just shit-up matches yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. constantly. Um, and I, the, I'm so, surprised, because 
from my point of view, we didn't do a most improved category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Jinder would have won easily because, yeah. and and again, I've had people when we were doing round the round table, the last round table we did, people tweeting and 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 a lot of people think it's fine to be disrespectful towards Jinder. Whereas I look at it from this point of view, like I'm not the greatest comedian in the world. I'm okay at being a comedian. Mm. Um, and if all of a sudden I got given the chance to be on Live at the Apollo and all this <laughs> sort of stuff because because I'd worked hard. Because that's he got his chance because he worked really hard. Yeah. He got released, he got brought back because he worked really hard. The same as um, same as Drew did, mm. right? So he worked really, really hard. He got hired again. And he got put... And, and yes, some of that pushes down to, to the reason of, of trying to break the market in India and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he got it because he worked really hard. Yeah. And he's he's good at his job, and the Singles brothers are great at their job as well, part as part of the package. Yeah. Um. But if I if I was you know like if I was pulling up trees on on the independent comedy circuit, and like all of a sudden someone went, "Do you want this chance? Do you want to be thrust into the limelight?" I'd be like, "Cheers," because it, my, I would like to think my hard work got me there, and that's what happened with Jinder. And I don't get why people have have chosen to be as disrespectful towards him. It just it bugs me. So I went out to take a leak, but did not announce it thusly. Hmm. And we've gone from AJ Styles to Jinder Mahal in my absence. Yes. Yeah. yeah basically, just just talking about we don't have a, a most improved category, but I think if we did, Jinder would have easily nailed that because mm-hmm. he, he's made the absolute most of the situation that he put himself in mm-hmm. and conducted himself with an, an amazing amount of of decorum. When you imagine the amount of just grief he will have got yeah. from from people because wrestling fans can be really cruel, and this is the thing I don't get. Um, and it, I tweeted something about this. Um, in the in the um, in the run up to Christmas, is like I really like wrestling, and, and admittedly, my attitude towards wrestling has changed since I've become a promoter. So I'm now much more positive because I now understand how hurtful it is when people <coughs> when people slag off what you do. I hate it. So that I now won't, with the exception of of every bit of business five star wrestling has ever conducted <laughs> I won't slag off anything because I was waiting for someone to point out that I'm always negative about them and you know what if they smash it out of the park on their tour fair play to them I'll stop being negative right but I I don't see the point in being negative about something that we love if you're a wrestling fan you got into wrestling because you love it if you only love one type of it then fine you can concentrate on that type but don't slag off the stuff you don't enjoy I don't If it, and there's, there's some people I've seen on, and I, I saw this, and it was nothing to do with progress, and it was nothing to do with with British wrestling. I was just watching some American people just just abusing guys who are on WWE. Like I was just looking through Twitter one night, and just just like doing nothing but giving American guys on the WWE main roster abuse. And then you look through these their Twitter feeds, and all their Twitter feed is is being negative about wrestling. But in their bio, it says wrestling fan. So if you're a wrestling fan, what are you getting out of it by hating everything that WWE do or everything that TNA do or everything that independent wrestling does? What are you getting out of it? What's the point? This is the genuinely the best time ever to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah. Not only because everything that's happening now is pretty good, right? At the very the base level for wrestling at the minute is pretty good. And at the top end of it, it's fucking unbelievable, mm. right? But not only that, because of the internet being the way it is, you can now watch everything that's ever been made ever. Yeah. So if you've got a problem with wrestling, why bother? Why bother being a fan if all you're going to do is complain about it and snipe about it? I don't see the point. It's stupid. As an experiment to understand this mindset, I think in the next couple of weeks, as someone who can't and won't eat eggs, I'm going to go to a, a Weatherspoons, which yep. is a popular commercial chain, order the poached eggs, 
and complain about them constantly <laughs> the entire process. Yeah, but I do material about um, I do material in my girls about people who are in relationships <clears throat> and do nothing but complain about their other half. You will not if you're listening to this now. I guarantee you will have a friend who is in a relationship and does nothing but complain about them. Just leave. Like if you don't like wrestling anymore, if all you can find in wrestling is stuff to complain about because it's not how it was in 1989 or it's not how it was in 1998, then stop watching it. Like get a new hobby. I'm fine with you doing that. I don't understand the the people being. You you don't have to. This is the thing. You don't have to like everything. That's absolutely given, right? Because I certainly don't like everything in wrestling. I know you guys don't. There's certain stuff that I don't like. I just don't feel the need to slag people off. I just it seems so silly. It seems so so daft to do that. Yes. Quantum leaping Lanny Poffo. Come on! It's from serious point to legendary pun. There we go. Right. So, um, non-WWE male wrestler of the year. Um, again, was really close until the last 10 emails where one person uh, who was behind in second place took the lead and won. Is it, so, Chris, is it Chris Roberts? Because it bloody well should be. No, Shea Persa. Um, so, non-WWE male wrestler of the year. And we had so many different votes for this. Um, over 50 different names were named. Isn't that wonderful? Ooh. Yeah, the it's fact great. That there's such a, a broad spread of brilliance out there. Um, 50 different names were named. This is your top three. What are you laughing at the phrase, broad spread of brilliance? <laughs> your mum's got a broad spread of brilliance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's why Matthew's so pretty. <laughs> right. <laughs> non WWE male wrestler of the year in third place. <laughs> Should we take a moment to compose ourselves? No, 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 I'm no, plowing on. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> Come on. It's turning into a fucking carry on movie. <laughs> uh, in third place uh, is Travis bringing up, Banks. Bringing up the Travis. Travis Banks Travis, Travis in Banks. third place. In Good. second place is Kenny. Omega, yeah, uh, who was leading for the vast majority of the vote until the last few emails, and then the winner uh, should be no surprise when you see who's second is Kazuchika Okada. Um, uh, it, I'm not surprised that those two lads are uh, first and second. No. Um, uh, <coughs> Travis was a couple of votes in front of people like uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Walter, Will Ospreay. Um, uh, Tyler Bates. Uh, Tyler Bates got a lot of votes, but then I couldn't count them because he's WWE UK. Uh, same with Pete Dunne. Got a few votes, but he's WWE UK, so I couldn't necessarily put him in there. Um, neither of them would have been in the top three uh, either way. Um, so, yeah, anyone that you would have put... Who would, you, who would your vote have gone to first? For Probably Okada. Um, but again, like... Cause, uh... I was being serious about mentioning Jinder Mahal as well, but in the, in the same vein of Jinder Mahal, um, Naito, because like he's... Naito got a lot. Naito was probably sixth, I think. Yeah, like again, if he was most improved, I'd probably put him in there yeah. with Jinder. But um, no, I'd probably go with Okada. Though, though, <coughs> and it's amazing with Naito out now. Everyone thinks Naito's cool as fuck, but when mm. Naito was a babyface, yeah, yeah, this Naito's, is what I mean. Naito's the Japanese version of the Rock. Yeah, yeah. in that he got pushed as a babyface, and everyone went, "No, we absolutely don't like you." Mm. They made him a dickhead heel. And now he's the most popular wrestler yeah, yeah. in Japan. Um, it's brilliant. I love how wrestling works. He's the best. Um, I 
uh, if I'd have voted in this category, I probably would have also <laughs> voted for Okada because I don't think you can have that many brilliant matches and, and not be seen as the best. Um, but Omega's... And the difference between Okada and Omega is Omega does all the other stuff around it. So mm. Okada is... He is a character... If you speak Japanese, he's a very good character. Mm. Um, but his character is the same and he's not doing a lot of the other stuff that in the West you're expected to do out of professional wrestling. Whereas Omega is having amazing matches, but also has a character and can do promos and towards the end of the year has been involved in an amazing storyline. So I'd be I'd struggle to choose between the two of them. Um, I'm delighted to see Travis in there because he's done great things yeah. with, with Progress and with uh, Fight Club and with What Culture and with fucking anyone he's chosen Rev Pro and fucking anyone he's chosen <coughs> to wrestle for this year and has been at Bowler um, and has wrestled for Evolve and essentially has been um, has had a fucking great year so um, I'm delighted to see Trav in there but obviously because um, he's progress champion I wouldn't have voted for him so um, um, who would you have voted for? Um, I would have gone with Zach Gibson um, also got a lot of votes uh, was in the top 10 was in the top 10 mm-hmm. um, um, <coughs> because he's Again, it's just it's interesting seeing his his ascent hasn't been as quick as I thought it would be, but it's happening. Hmm. And in particular, over the last month, every time I think to myself, "Your promos are getting better," he just takes it up another level. He's always, I think he 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 comes into that mindset of never resting on your laurels. There are wrestlers out there who already think they're the bollocks mm. um, think they're the business think they're, the, they're brilliant as they are and you're very very good but that attitude will cripple you that will stagnate you um, whereas clearly with, with with Gibson he's got this thing that he could have just sat on but he's still refining it he's still refining it and as soon as his stick started to get a little bit popular he started taking it away he started changing it up and He's. We were discussing this in the drive back from from Progress the other day. The mindset of make your opponent looks good as possible mm. is slipping. I think in some places there's a lot of make yourself look as good as possible, and the thing with that is that it takes you a little bit longer to be noticed, and it takes you a little bit longer to get to where you need to be. But when it happens, you will stay there. You will not be dislodged. Mm. And I think with Gibson, it'll be a longer journey, but it'll be worth it. Because he's the one you quietly go, when was the last time you saw him have anything less than a great match? Mm. And no one can think of one. He is, I mean, I mean, <clears> speaking <throat> from a booker's perspective, like, he holds one of my titles, so, like... <laughs> Um, I obviously rate him. I think he's great. Um, he's also been involved with two of the best episodes of this podcast in the history of time. And part three will be a live one during Super Strong Style Weekend. <laughs> unless, I, un, unless, unless I can find any reason to not do that, that'll happen. Yeah. Like, even if he's not on the shows, like I'll, I'll pay for him to come down <coughs> on my own wallet. I, I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, I, I think. I know, well, yeah, yeah, solid, solid suggestions. Yeah, yeah. I think um, again, it was great to see how many different people got votes. Um, but Ocado in the end was, was stretched out a little. He won by five or six votes in the end, um, but it was very close between him and Kenny Omega. Right, then we come to two categories that are not close in the slightest, and that's our female wrestlers of the year. So WWE female wrestler of the year um, in third place was, and we only had there was only seven people, seven names voted for in this. 
Okay. Um, so in third place is Charlotte Flair. Uh, in second place is Alexa Bliss. And then with four times more votes than everybody else combined together is Asuka. Mm. Oh, I wasn't ready for that. Nice. Good times. Um, <coughs> so I am uh, going for gold dust. Um, oh, very good. That's a nice mm, one. This guy's Henry Kelly. Um, <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, I think Asuka's amazing. I, I've seen Asuka wrestle probably more than I've seen any woman wrestle this year because I've been to so many NXT shows um, I've seen her wrestle tons and she's absolutely brilliant um, for me it would have been between her and Ember Moon who I also really rate and did also receive votes I think Ember came f- fourth or fifth um, <coughs> but I think Asuka's so good now the difficult bit for WWE I suppose is how does she eventually lose <laughs> and who does she eventually lose to because she hasn't lost in forever um, I'm <coughs> thinking it'll be Stephanie McMahon at Wrestlemania no, you're not. Don't be stupid. Um, I bet I could get a decent odds on that, though. It, it, I, I think, I think, legit, the person she'll lose to will be Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. Mm. <coughs> she'll lose to Ronda Rousey mm. in two years' time. Um, I've got a pun. Okay, is your pun? The, the D-Generation X game. As in the Generation game. Nice. Or the, the X D, games. Or the X games. Yeah, so, yeah, d Generation. Yeah, yeah. No wonder your voice has gone quiet for that. It was rotten. Um, anyone else you would have named? Uh, nope. Nick, Nikki Cross got um, got votes. Yeah, um, I think she was fourth. Yeah. Um, Sasha Banks only got one vote. It was the last email I opened. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which, if you think of the difference between this time this year and like, and again, it's not that anyone's doing badly. It's just no, Asuka's doing just, so well yeah. and the depth of the pool again. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, it's exciting, of course, because on Raw last night they mentioned that the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble, is going to have thirty women in it. Yeah, which is brilliant both for both sets of rosters. But also for lots of my friends who work for NXT, presumably going to get called up for this. Yeah, so I'm sitting sure, there man. going, "Oh, brilliant! Even more of my mates are going to be on telly." Yeah. So, um, which is is it's delightful, really, because it's delightful seeing people like Ruby Wright on TV. Yeah. She's sound. She's great. So mm-hmm. I'm really pleased that everyone's going to get their chance. <clears throat> Who's going to win the Women's Royal Rumble? Take your guesses now, Christopher. I can't believe you're spending this much time thinking Asuka. about it. Yeah. Asuka, who's going to win it? Asuka, maybe Ronda Rousey. You see, the thing is, Asuka can lose this and it doesn't count as a loss, does it? Yeah. So, it's like losing a, a cup tie on, pen- <laughs> on penalties. It doesn't really count. So, Asuka can be eliminated from this to set up a feud. Mm-hmm. And presumably to make... Oh, to go, go full Maven slash Undertaker. Yeah. Just have, like, I don't know, Nixon Newell dropkick her out of the ring. That would be <laughs> amazing. <coughs> um, I'm excited for that. The Women's Royal Rumble. I yeah, love because yeah. the Royal Rumble match is my favourite thing that mm-hmm. WWE do all year. So to have two of them in one day, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm hoping it goes well because that's. I'm not sure the world is ready for twice as much anger as when Randy Orton won last year. <laughs> if Randy Orton wins the Women's Royal Rumble, oh, that'd be fantastic. When James Ellsworth wins the Women's Royal Rumble, oh god. <laughs> then Jinder Mahal wins the other Rumble, um, and then. <laughs> Twitter just burns. Um, so, um, non-WWE female okay. rest of the year. Again, not particularly close. Um, what's quite nice from this is everybody's from kind of from these shores. Um, so, in third place... <coughs> Excuse me. Come on, Chris, sort it out. In third place 
is uh, Session Moss Session Moth Martina. In second place is Ginny, uh, but winning by getting uh, about three and a half times more votes than everyone else combined is Tony Storm, um, which makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Again, slightly biased; she's Progress Women's Champion, but also. Her stuff she's done in stardom this year mm. is pretty off the charts. Uh, and she was in the Mae Young Classic. Mm. Um, a few people did say, can we vote for her because she was in the Mae Young Classic? <laughs> yes, you can. Because as far as I'm aware, she's not WWE contracted. Mm. So, because um, she wrestled for stardom. So, um, there was a couple of other uh, talents that wrestled for stardom that were uh, mentioned. Uh, Mako Satamura was mm-hmm. uh, one of them. Um, Viper, who obviously wrestles over there uh, and was in the Mae Young Classic and does great stuff in ICW and, and various places, uh, got a fair few votes too. Um, anyone else you would have? Cho- I would have chosen Tony uh, or Ginny because I think they're both brilliant. Dahlia Black got a fair few votes too, um, but I would have cho- I would have chosen <coughs> Tony or Ginny. I probably would have lent towards Tony because she, she's just unstoppable at the minute, wherever she is. Um, I I actually. God, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this in public. Ugh. I would probably actually agree that Session Moth Martina <laughs> has had a really bloody good year. She's had a great year and she's a wonderful human being. She, ugh, She's so good. My favourite picture... She's really good. My favourite picture um, that I've taken at wrestling this year um, is uh, Session Moth holding onto my son backstage in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and she said... Because obviously I don't, I don't put my son's face on social media. What are you going to say? I don't speak Irish for some reason. Because so, <laughs> so, I don't put my son's face on social media. Uh, I got her to turn around and she took. So she takes a picture. It's in the, the female dressing room at the Ritz, and there's a picture of her holding on to him um, with his back to the camera. And she went, "Just put that and just say it. it's my 22nd child." Oh. I was like, "Oh, you're great." Um, if you. If you're not from, if you've not seen the merch that Jordan Devlin put out, oh, um, uh, oh it's so good. Just before Christmas, of the uh, featuring some of Session Moth's greatest quotes this year, uh, featuring "Is it Bants to grind on Loki?" Yeah. Um, and the what was the one about JF, JF, I don't know JFK. He was shot by OJ Simpson, the That's rapper. It. My favorite one. <laughs> my my favorite one still. Um, what. Ha- what was what was happening before Isaac Newton invented gravity? Invented <laughs> gravity, or just floating? Um, but and she's been a guest on this podcast. Uh, I did an interview with her. That was before I'd actually ever met her. We'd booked. I'm her so her. sorry. <laughs> before we met her, and and I think she's lovely. I'm always super pleased to see it. My, my wife thinks she's great as well. She's so the she's, absolute worst. She's a she's a wonderful human being, and I will back you up. Session moth. Don't I, worry. I would have made her my choice for female non WWE wrestler, yeah. women's wrestler of the year. Not least of which because I was saying, I'm having this chat with someone else backstage at the Ritz at a progress show, in that she is so complete in her character mm. and it's part of everything she does. She doesn't just do it on the way to the ring and then forget yeah. and then do it on the way back afterwards. And it's it's just again it's joyous it's fun and everyone's invested and everyone's behind her and um hey and um it's it's yeah it's going to be exciting to see where it goes this year i would agree um uh citizen killer calm okay 
Killer Khan was the guy who broke Andre the Giant's yeah, leg. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know Killer Khan. Citizen Khan is the. Um, ah, right. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Not Citizen Killer. That's a definitely very different. Would that be like Mrs. Bad News Brown's Boys? Oh, so good! No, really, really good. Infinitely better than the TV series. Um, <laughs> if you listen to Tuesday Night Jaw, you've already got a good taste. But if you listen to Tuesday Night Jaw and you like Mrs. Brown's Boys, can you please just tweet me at Jim Smallman and let me know why? Why you like it? I'd love to know. My da- I, I've had this thing on Twitter with my dad. Like my dad can't understand why I didn't write Mrs. Brown's Boys <laughs> because his theory is he thinks he's brilliant and he's been seeing it live. And his theory is it's shit, but it's funny. How hard can it be to write something that's just obvious? And I went, well, it's it's not humor's not obvious. It's like it's it's I don't <laughs> like it, but it still takes talent to write it. And it takes talent to write it in that way. I can only write comedy in the way that I like comedy, which is, it turns out, not the sort of thing that's ever going to make me a millionaire. Um, next is moment of the year. Now, I must explain. I know what mine is. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's next year's awards. <laughs> so, moment of the year and surprise of the year. Some people got them confused okay. and voted for a surprise as moment of the year or something that was not really a surprise as moment of the year. So what I did was... I totaled whenever someone voted for an incident in general. I totaled them up <laughs> and I and I put them as whether or not I cast them as a surprise or a moment. Okay, that's how I got around. Did it. you have a separate spreadsheet for them? Do they have their own page? No, they have their own tab. I'm not a monster. <laughs> they got a certain amount of hard drive space. Right. So moment of the year. Yes. Um, in fact, I'm going to do moment of the year. I'm going to do moment of the year last. That's going to be the last award I do. Okay. I'm going to do surprise of the year now. So surprise of the year. Lots of different votes in this category, but three leaders at the top. Uh, number three is the Hardy Boys returning at WrestleMania, where I was sat next to John Briley and he lost his fucking mind. Right after I just had to tell someone to sit down in front of us because he kept standing up. John was I turned around, John was standing on his chair. Well he didn't lose his, his mind, mind, did he? He just burned a few chips in the motherboard. He did burn a few <laughs> chips in the motherboard. But but he honestly went absolutely batshit insane when the Hardys came out. Was dancing to their music and everything. I wish I'd filmed it because it was the greatest. Was he doing the thing with his hands? He was doing the thing with his hands. I was I was in amongst the um, 205 Live and WWE. I could see where you were from where I was. Repeat. I kept turning around and and as he as he looked down his nose. Yeah, he was like (laughs) through his monocle at the peasant Chris Brooker. I would have um, I would have waved back, but I was too busy at the buffet. Yeah. No. Um, the, but being amongst this, and it's, it can be a cynical business. Being amongst the scum. Yeah. Uh, I was amongst the scum. Oh, 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 yeah. Jim was amongst the scum. Yeah. I was amongst, I was in the skybox. You know, I was dining on Uncle Vince. I had to, I had to pay for my own ticket and everything. Stick that in your conspiracy. <laughs> right. Um. Did you use some of that sweet, sweet WWE money to pay for it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just take a moment for tweet of the year I've received this year. And that will be from, uh, from... Wonderful wrestling fan in Ireland who told me that um, that I should. I, I, I think I was talking about the fact I couldn't afford to do something, which is an, an uh, even though I I have a, a moderately okay comedy career and a fairly successful wrestling company that I own a percentage of. Um, it might surprise you to learn that I am not a rich man by any stretch of the imagination. Because if I was, I wouldn't do quite as many miles as I do. Right, and um, this lovely fact I've muted it. I've not blocked him because I don't want to give him the satisfaction. But it's wrestling fan uh, from Ireland who tweeted me and said that when I was complaining about not having enough money to do something, I think with my son, 
uh, tweeted me and uh, insinuated that I should have plenty of money because WWE had made me a millionaire this year. Um, I mean, that was that was wonderful. Um, I mean, you, do, you do dress like an eccentric millionaire. I've, yeah, I mean, if by eccentric, if all eccentric millionaires wear quite a lot of top man denim, yeah, then yeah. Um, um, my my tweet of the year was someone who retweeted a Playboy article um, talking about um, how wonderful boobs were, and they retweeted it with the caption. It's 2017. We eat ass now, Grandad. What? That's the best tweet ever. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, have you got any tweets that stick out in your mind this year? As... Um, the... But again, not a millionaire. Must stress that. Please buy my t-shirts. JimSmallman.com slash TNJ. It will help feed a child. £10,000 each. Yeah. Um, um... <laughs> That's how I become a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, the tweet that someone sent, and I can't remember who it was, was that just saying, I remember when being a fan of something meant you liked it. Yeah. That's, yeah. No. It's quite yeah. apt, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, surprise of the year. Hardy's in third. I'm surprised that was third. Um, uh-huh. In second oh. <laughs> uh, is the whole Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho reveal. <clears throat> um, that video, when I first saw the video, I was like, oh, my God, that video's stylish as all hell. Um, but that whole reveal, the whole Jericho being there, whole storyline is a big surprise to a lot of people. Massive surprise to me. I, I, I think I see most things kind of coming in wrestling now. Mm. I did not see that coming at all. At all. Um, was genuinely surprised. Um, and the winner <laughs> of Surprise of the Year, and again, uh, my involvement in progress probably is the reason why this is one, is uh, TK Cooper and Dahlia Black's return to progress, which was... A proper old school surprise that I'm very, very proud of. Um, because it, it, this might be me, be me being a little bit old school with things. Um, like, because you, you came, you, you dro- I think we can reveal this now. You drove Jack Gallagher to the show on. Saturday. Stop well, ruining actually, the magic! Right? Um, so actually, he didn't just appear. That's how I, he does. Um, I, uh, I drove a mysterious man in a full burqa that you told me to collect from Piccadilly <laughs> Station. He did. We had to disguise. So him. yeah. So what? But we put like a curtain up around our entrance way um, where where the wrestlers come through the gate so no one in the smoking area could see. Because we actually wanted to keep surprises a surprise. I even had the tweet, look, if you accidentally bump into someone in Camden, maybe don't be at all about it and go get the I saw. And no one did. And that's the great thing about Progress fans. No one, if they did accidentally bump into somebody, nobody made a point of mentioning well, it. What you did was you, you paid at least 10 wrestlers with your WWE money to just to be in Camden as, <laughs> as ruses. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the most shocking one was the fact you had Shinsuke Nakamura in the world's end. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, he's, he comes to every show. It's Tristan. Um, so, Cedric um, Alexander buying bang bang chicken. <laughs> so, we. Th- when TK and, and Dahlia came back, I'll let you. I don't know if I've told the full story. So, they legit had to go home to New Zealand. Their visas ran out. They legitimately had to go home. So, we wanted to bring them back, but they didn't have the money to get a visa, so we kind of helped them sort the visas out. Um, which meant that when they came back, and I think they were back in the country for two or three days before we did the, the angle, they had to hide, not speak to anybody. On the day of the show, we told them to arrive roughly halfway through the second half of the show. Um, we got them to come in a taxi. We got them to cover themselves up coming into the venue. And none of it, we didn't hint towards it. Like, the one thing that I, I hate in wrestling is is foreshadowing stuff all the time. We never do that. Like, because there's no point. But Jim, 
Whose side is he on? <laughs> Whose side is he on? So, so that's what we we chose to make it a proper old school surprise, and I think that's why people have voted for it. Which I'm very grateful. Very nice of you if you did vote for it. Um, I would have voted for Jericho and Omega because I want to vote for my own company. But um, but this one by a fair few votes because I think anyone who has been was at that show realised what an absolute surprise it was because to all intents and purposes they were never coming back. Yeah. But the them coming back had been planned from the second they left. Um, so, um, you know, and I'm, I'm delighted it went the way it did. I'm just really sad that it, it then, um, a few weeks later, TK was injured. And, you know, he's only just coming back from injury now and he's cleared in the new year, we believe. So, um, but yeah, like, I think there's not many actual surprises in wrestling. That's one of them. The Death House reveal that we mentioned before yeah, got a yeah. lot of votes. Like, that's a really good surprise because no one... Like, the things that I think most people remember of really, really enjoying in wrestling are big surprises. Mm-hmm. So why not do some big? And again, coming off a show where we've just done a load of surprises, but you've, it's you've nice. also you've got to balance it. Well, you can't do them every show, exactly. Because the minute, uh, what was it? The story that um, the, the story about Paul Heyman saying we need a surprise because we was a surprise at the arena shows. Yeah. In ECW, well, then they're not surprises no. anymore. No. And it's 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 nice when people don't see something coming. It's very, very satisfying. And and that, I think, is why so many that resonated with so many people. is And the same reason that the Jericho Omega thing resonates so much with me is because I really legit did not see it coming. You know, 30-odd yeah. years of being a wrestling fan, I didn't see it coming. And I think that's brilliant. And how the whole thing's been done has been great. Um, and I'm sure the match will be great. And I'm really excited to see it and see what it leads to. Um, but with that angle... like I, I remember not being able to sleep the night before we did that show... Because I was nervous about how the how people would react to it, mm-hmm. and people reacted in a brilliant way, a brilliant way, and and it was and again, TK and and, and Dahlia, whilst both both being fantastically talented, they're not, they weren't at the time when they left. They weren't at the very top of our card. Mm. They came to save Travis, who is at the top of our card, but they weren't at the top of our card. Dali was uh, was their valet and did some wrestling in the women's division, and TK was ostensibly a tag team wrestler with Travis the entire time he was here, mm. and they didn't have a particularly good win loss record. Mm. So it, you know, for, to get that reaction, that shows how much people love them when they left. It's them. sincerity, and yeah. you, you can't fake a connection. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think I'm very, very proud of that, and um, you know, I will take that award. Thanks, uh, thanks very much. Um, any more TV shows before I get to next award? No. Earthworm Jim Duggan. Cactus Jack and Nori. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, two cool. solid ones there. Come on. Um, so, breakout star of the year. You can't predict who's winning this. You haven't watched wrestling. Um, breakout star of the year. Um, lot Again, lots of votes. Lots of people only got one vote. Um, one person legit voted for themselves didn't realise they'd sent it to me from their wrestling book account <laughs> I'm not going to name who you are but you know you are um, we will uh, find out once this goes off the air um, and we will laugh at you honestly like it's fun like if, you, if you're proud of your achievements this year that's brilliant but I think you meant to email me from your other account um, under presumably your real name rather than your bookings gmail account that you emailed <laughs> me from um, all the best to you um uh, if I get 500 um, 
TV puns, then I will name this person. No, I won't. I'm not going to do that. But please do send your TV puns. Uh, hashtag Tuesday Night Short at Jim's Mormon. Um, so, breakout star of the year. Uh, these are your top three. Um, the winner of this won by a mile. Um, number three, Travis Banks. Third place again for Trav. Uh, number two, Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. And again, breakout is it's very up to everyone's own interpretation. Some people were voting for people who've maybe only been wrestling for three or four months. Mm-hmm. Some people were voting for people who've been wrestling for ages, but this is the only the first year they've really noticed. It's gone boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and number one, who's number one, guys? Uh, Pete Dunne. Uh, no idea. Number one is this. No, it's not. It's Pete Dunne. It's Pete Dunne, everybody. Uh, Pete Dunne won by a country mile. Um, Breakout doesn't mean causes Chris Brooker to break out in heights. No, it's so not. Never visible. joke about this. Um, <laughs> Pete Dunne won because Pete Dunne has had the best year that anyone's ever had in wrestling. <clears throat> the end. Like yeah, Pete, yeah. and let's be honest, Pete's been great for a long time. Pete was great in twenty in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Uh, Pete was unbelievable in twenty seventeen. I've been saying it for a long time now. Um, I believe that Pete is is one of, if not the best wrestlers on the planet. His mind for wrestling is amazing. He's a lovely guy to deal with. He's fantastic at getting his own name out there. He will he will sit on a plane and go and wrestle in Malaysia or Portugal or Italy or wherever. He's and, not bothered. And he also gave me my moment of the year. Which is... Callum getting kicked in the penis. Yes. I mean, he did... Which time? Spoiler, he did do it again at unboxing and then kick him while he was on the floor. And then threaten to kick me and you and yes. both of us legged it. Because we're, we're the smart ones. <laughs> I know. He stood up. It's when Callum... He, he told Callum to stand up and walk towards him and he did. Yeah. Although I think secretly Callum... Um, it's Callum like, kind of enjoyed being kicked in the nuts it's, by people. It's like that joke about the gorilla and the hunter, isn't it? It's that like, you're not here for the wrestling, are you? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, so yes, so uh, Pete Dunne is the winner, to no surprise of anybody. If we could have chosen anyone who isn't out of those three people, who would we have chosen? Uh, for someone who, again, if break out in terms of, like, like in my universe, who just exploded and got ridiculously good, would be Jordan Devlin, because I yep. think he's had an absolutely unbelievable year. Someone as in terms of, like, newer guy getting better... Uh, it's Amari. Mm-hmm. Again, these are two guys that I've seen up close and personal and seen grow massively. Yep. So they would be... If it's if it's um, across the globe, I'm going to go with the Usos. Nice. Who found their voice last year, but really everything they've done has been golden. All their matches have been great. Rap battle on TV. When was the last time you saw a good one? Whereas the one that they had... Super Strong Star 16. <clears throat> on TV. When was yeah, the last time they In West Philadelphia. Born and raised. That'll never get over, Matthew. Let it go. Um, what are you telling me? I know the rap, David. <laughs> Usos. Yeah. Um, close to home, Sonny Durson. Who, yeah. If you go... If I go back and I watch the matches... From earlier in this year, this this last year, compared to the the reaction he's got now, without wrestling, when he came out and did a kind of promo on the last Future Shock show, he has blossomed this year. He has become he he's gotten in the ring with better people, which is what you should do, and he has taken something away from every single match, every single encounter, and he's hungry to get better. And you know what? He has, and he's been exceptional. Good. I would choose 
uh, Jack Sexsmith, who's gone from being comedy character to being very, very, very good at what he does. Uh, one of the most sympathetic baby faces in the world, um, and beloved by everybody because he has the mysterious ingredient X, which makes people actually react and care about him. Um, I think he's On wonderful. The money. Um, uh, I think he's he's great. Uh, I would also uh, potentially. Choose. Should I choose uh, Lars Sullivan? Probably. Nice. Um, because I think he's destined for big things. Um, he's. I've just spent a bit of time with him. He's a great dude as well. So um, that match you had with Roderick Strong mm, lately was out of this world. Absolutely. <coughs> um, wants to be. Wants to be really good. He's the sort of person I imagine when he when he inevitably moves up to the main roster, fans will turn on and go, "Yeah, but he's not a wrestler." Well, why? Why is he, in, he? I can tell. I've had a conversation with him. He's loved wrestling just as long as I have, right? So just because he's not, he wasn't on the indies for ages, doesn't mean he doesn't well, love wrestling as much as anyone who was. And well, I don't like get that. Biggest star on Raw, Braun Strowman. Yeah, who <clears throat> who used to work as Barry Snowman on the indies. Get out! Right, moment of the year. I'll save this one. This is the final award. Um, moment of the year. Let's do. I'm gonna let's give this some proper gravitas. So, what's your own <coughs> personal wrestling moment of the year? Um, I'll do mine first. Completely by well, my, I've got two. One's announcing Wembley and having people react the way they did, and the other one is the beginning of the, our show in New York because I will never feel cooler than I did then, and it's a completely personal one. I will never feel cooler than I did at that point. Um, outside of that. Um, from a, a wrestling point of view, it's probably Travis Banks winning Super Strong Style because mm-hmm. I think people reacted in, um, in a great way. Joking aside, it isn't Callum getting kicked in the penis. Um, oh, I've got like three Go on, personal then, ones. Go on, tell us then. So it's a tie between introducing British Strong, strong Style versus the Elite because that happened, <laughs> um, which blows my mind. Um, commentating. At, at Alexandra Palace, just in general, and then commentating on Jack Gallagher versus Pete Don, because that was quite special. So I've never actually commentated on a Jack Gallagher match in progress. Presumably, you just insulted him for the entire seventeen minutes. Absolutely ruined him. Good. Um, this is nothing but the sound of a man sighing and rolling his eyes. Yeah. And you then, think you can't hear eye rolling? Progress on demand. <laughs> uh, uh, and then my <laughs> actual moment. Um, oh, that's tough. Don't pick an actual moment because okay, like, okay, it might okay, be in the list. Okay, okay. your yeah, personal yeah, yeah. Okay. moments. Personal moments. Let's see. Personal um, moments. Um, um, what, my, can I just say one of my best moments as a father has been um, teaching you... my son over Christmas. Um, whenever he walks into a room, I sing. The song, She's a Lady, but He's a Baby. I mean. So I walk in, I go, He's a baby! He now goes, Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's the fucking greatest thing I'll ever do. I once taught my nephew to respond after I said, Whose house? Shout Ron's house! <laughs> my, uh, my two nephews spent two full days chanting chicken in a bin. Yes! Nice. So Programming them. <clears throat> Good times. Right. Personal moments. Um, seeing Jack Gallagher in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was amazing. Sick. And doing it, doing that in a bar in in Manchester with a lot of future fans who went nuts. Um, I've still got the video up somewhere. Um, then, um, as a father, 
obviously, yeah. seeing Matthew commentate at uh, Alexandra Palace. Yeah. And, of course, him watching Callum getting kicked in the dick. <laughs> I wasn't there. No, you weren't there for that one, were you? No, this past week. Oh, I was there for that one. Yes. Um, what else? Um, two of the moments that I'm involved with were actually on the same, same show. One is Pete Dunne becoming adrenaline champion um, over Solid Dozen because nobody saw it coming. No. Because everyone thought it was going to be a typical kind of, oh, you brought someone in, they're going to schmoz it. And we made it look like it was going that way. And genuine shock. It was fantastic. And from the same show, um, April Davids and Lana Austin getting a standing ovation for the first women's main event of Future Shock, um, which meant the world... It felt like I was in a documentary. It, you know, everyone was on their feet clapping. You know, they came back afterwards. They were crying. I was crying. Matthew doesn't cry, and it was um, That's a lie. He's, cl- he's cried more than uh, once on his uh, podcast. <laughs> no, we haven't. Only the once. No, you cried once at the original time, and then you cried the second time, and we reminded you of the first time. Oh, what he's going now? We're reminding him of the first time now. Come on, look at the lip. Right, Let it out. It's healthy. It's all right. We love you. Come on. No, yeah. stop it. But that, that was it. It was it. That was a. It's nice to kind of help other people have their moments. Yeah, that's the most amazing part of this. So, moment of the year, <laughs> and again, like this, this category got more votes than any other category. Mm. Okay, so mm. it's almost top, like it's almost like pro wrestling is about moments. Yeah, the top three are all separated by two votes. Ah. Um, so it's very close to being tied. Um, can we can we get some runners up first? Um, I can't remember after because honestly, there was like over fifty different votes for things okay. um, that I considered a moment rather than a surprise. Okay, um, so in third place um, is the whole of the WWE UK tournament in Blackpool slash Tyler Bate winning the UK title. <laughs> yeah, that um, did because it did happen. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was nearly a year ago now, and it was bloody great. Um, it, was, it was unreal. I was there. The Friday when they were setting it up and I was there on the Saturday um, and was so much fun. So much fun. Um, uh, obviously, I got to be on, on the telly as well, which was was a fun <laughs> experience uh, where uh, w- Evil WWE, who like to crush independent wrestling, put um, several independent wrestling promoters on television um, and talked about all of our companies during commentary. But again, I don't like us. Um, so that was number three. Uh, number two is The Undertaker's retirement, which also happened this year, which for a long time was winning this. Yeah. Like, a lot of the first few emails I answered, were, this was winning. Um, and again, I was there for that. Um, and up until probably the last decade, I wasn't a huge Undertaker fan. I've even said in interviews and stuff before, the reason I stepped away from wrestling when I was in my early teens was I thought characters like The Undertaker were too far-fetched. But then I was also there <coughs> when he symbolically put his hat in the ring and went and disappeared into a walkway. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I, I, I found the whole thing tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, like that's a huge thing. It's also, let's be honest, huge that that didn't win moment of the year. Yeah, that is crazy, actually, yeah. Um, do you think you know what won moment of the year? Mm. Don't say it. Do you think you know what will make do? I don't think. I, I think. I think if it was progress moment of the year, it's I, not a progress winner. Okay. I must stress this. Okay, it's cool. not progress. Cool, cool. And the the closest a thing from progress got to winning 
or even getting in the top, it came nowhere near winning. But it came close to getting in the top three was was Trav winning Super Strong. Style. Okay. Um, uh, that was the closest. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, the winner for moment of the year, and again, relatively speaking, to win this, you needed less votes than all the other categories because the spread was so big. Mm-hmm. But the winner is Katsuyori Shibata returning to the ring at the G1 finals uh, and just sitting there and making his statement. Bloody hell! That one moment of the year. Really? Which, first of all, means that you guys as listeners are the fucking greatest. Um, because it, it would have been my moment of the year. If I'd have been voting, easily my moment of the year. Uh, my moment of the decade, because he's one of my favourite wrestlers. And to have him do that, I think it's it's been said now, he's definitely never wrestling again. Yeah. Um, but for him to come... And he even smiles during it as well. Oh, which it's is, so unsettling. Which is so unsettling. brilliant. But um, I, I would imagine it probably would have been your moment as well. No. Would it not? Pro- it'd be up there, but um, it, it also gave us the greatest gif in the world ever, which I think it might have been one of the Dans that made it, which is the gif of him shouting down the microphone when in real life he says, um, um, I'm back, and they change it to dog should vote. Um, and it was just made me laugh quite a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I remember that, but anyway, uh, my I, th- I think it happened this year. I've, I've genuinely got no, no concept of time. Um, but CCK in Manchester, would that when they debuted? Yeah. For us, would that be a surprise or would that be a moment? The only reason I would class that as a surprise. See, the only reason why I wouldn't think it was a surprise was everyone was chanting CCK, <laughs> CCK, and then. It, but it only got a pop because it was a surprise. That's a good point. All right, yeah, cool. Um, um, I mean. Um, people did vote for CCK winning the tag titles as um, as a moment of the year, which was quite nice. Um, but it was mainly people like there were so many different moments that people yeah. were chosen to vote uh, vote for. But I'm I think it restores my faith in humanity that um, she, I, I'm I'm one hundred percent expected Undertaker retiring to win it, mm. but Shibata returning I think is um, just to make his little statement is wonderful. So it makes me very, very happy. Um, I'm going to, in a bit, I'm going to make a gif of all the winners um, so everyone can uh, enjoy the gif. Um, But I am, I I think everyone, the way everyone voted, and what was really nice as well is a few people voted and told me why they were voting, which meant I could read that while I was going through and go, oh, that's that's good justification, which I enjoy. But everyone, no one was a dick. Like, no one voted for anything. No No one emailed saying, why haven't you got a worst category? Because, again, that's not what this podcast is about. Um, and I think um, what I should have done, I should have done a what's the best episode of Tuesday Night Jaw in 2017. I should have done that. Open and, it up on Twitter. Um, yeah, tweet me your favourite 2017 episode of Tuesday Night Jaw. Um, I, I, mine was um, mine's between David, the interview with David Starr. All right. Oh, which yeah. is, I'm not going to pick a round table, I'm in them. All right. Um, is the interview with David Starr or the interview with Pastor William Eva? And it probably passed to William Eva because of the, the story that he told. I think they were both this year. So, uh, um, episodes year. that don't include me. Um, yeah, it's for the best. Zach Gibson. Oh, Zach Gibson. Zach Gibson 2. Yeah. Make Room for Battle Table is yeah. pretty good. Have <laughs> um, you any uh, suggestions? Yeah, I'm going to go with Zach as well. Yeah. Just mm. because... The world got to meet 
the real Zach Gibson. Not just the real him, a few other people too. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Well, anyway, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Let's quickly plug some things. Matthew, where are you on Twitter? What do you need to plug? Off you go, son. At M. Richards Host. Uh, I am at wrestling shows, including Fight Club Pro and Progress and Future Shock. Yay! Good promotions. I am also being a knobhead this year and running 12 races in 12 months. Uh, I am doing it for a good reason, though, and I'll stop doing this now, uh, because I'm I'm hopefully trying to raise some awareness for a wonderful charity called Mind Who Deal With Mental Health. So if you fancy watching me suffer uh, and then decide that you've got some spare cash, throw them some money. Good lad. Mm-hmm. How long are these races? They are going to vary between 5K, 10K, and the end goal is to do at least a half marathon. Oh, good Lord. Um, and you're now vegetarian as well, aren't you, mate? No. Come on, admit it. No, because I, I, admit on, it. unlike you, I don't feel the need to publicly acknowledge <laughs> right. my dietary I, needs. I, I publicly acknowledge the fact that I wanted to be a vegan, and it meant that loads of people have helped me and given me really, really helpful sure. tips, which pleases me greatly, uh, including uh, the lovely Tanya, who is now in Japan with her husband, uh, Necro Butcher. Um, it's not Necro Butcher it's the man who looks exactly yes. like Necro Butcher who comes yes. to the progress shows they're in Japan to watch Wrestle Kingdom they bought me a lovely vegan <coughs> cookbook uh, but Tanya used to um, I believe used to work for the Vegan Society of the UK and she gave me <coughs> loads of really really good tips on how to be a vegan and still be able to eat food that I like so yeah. it was only because I spoke about it on Twitter that I got those tips so what I would say there is uh, suck it but you can't suck it because it is not plant based so um, but as long as it's given willingly yeah. then it's not cruelty based no no no, no actually not. you know it probably is cruelty based I can't imagine Matt being that good um, but anyway Matt is a vegetarian now send him some really good recipes uh, because he's not going to admit it publicly but he is a vegetarian now um, I, I, it's all I, to impress a girl I'm just um, quite enjoying it's it. not it's not it's not to impress a girl I did that just I did that just to pop the other two and I've massacred <laughs> I am announcing my retirement from Tuesday Night yeah. Show I mean it did impress her but that was uh, coincidence oh. <laughs> I've never been more proud of a gag um, it's not he's just become a vegetarian because he was finding he was getting quite bloated so, you know, now it's no bread. I mean, I can still eat bread. So, you know, who's the real Jesus winner? Jesus Christ, move on! <laughs> this is the longest outro in the world ever. No one listens at this point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, oh, great. And you're going to tell me to plug... So, Chris, plug some stuff. Chris. Well, I wish my show sold out easily in advance. Then this wouldn't matter, <laughs> would it? But no. <laughs> fucking backed into a corner. Railroaded. I haven't oh. had an exclusive announcement, but you can fuck yourselves. <laughs> No. Um. <laughs> no. No. Come no. no. on. What's your Twitter? My Twitter is at the Brooker Man, but I'm the least interesting part of everything I'm involved in. Uh, at Future Shock Rest, 2017 was great. 2018 is going to be even better. We've got a couple of big things in the pipeline, um, which are going to be uh, revealed over the coming weeks and months. Uh, one thing uh, to reward anyone who's listened this long: if you go to uh, www.futureshockinfinite.com and you sign up with the code 2018 you will get a month's free Future Shock On Demand and I can reveal exclusively that at our next event on January the 14th which admittedly is the same day as Progress in Birmingham but they've sold out so we are the overflow promotion of Progress also you're in the, you're in the evening right? Yeah. we're in the afternoon yeah, yeah. 
I'm not saying the double's possible, but it might well be possible. I fucking hope so <laughs> for our main event. Um, but the uh, Adrenaline Championship, which has been uh, involved in many barn burners over the course of 2017, with Pete Dunne, Jay Lethal, uh, Will Ospreay most recently, um, Xander Cooper will be defending against the regulator Wolfgang in what's going to be an absolute blinder. Uh, that's in addition to our main event, which will be Zach Gibson versus James Drake in their first singles match in Future Shock. Gibson has been dodging his former friend for a long time, and we thought he'd left. And then he jumped JD at the end of the aforementioned classic uh, All Bins Illegal match, uh, ending a joyous match on a very sour note. So see what happens when they finally clash. Futureshotwrestling.com for your tickets. Uh, we still have some season tickets available as well, so save yourself some money, buy in advance, and that's about that. Good, good plugs. Mm-hmm. Good plugs. I, I, I have some stuff. Uh, what? What? Crystal Amazing Red. Oh, that's nice. Ooh, saving a good one. Too, that is, that is nice. Um, I'm trying desperately to get some out of Top Gear, and I can't think of anything. Mm. I don't know why. It's just that I, I get when I try and put these puns together, I get a TV show in my head. But then try desperately. it's not Top Gear anymore. It's a Grand Metalik tour. Nice. Oh, there nice. you go. Mm-hmm. Or Grand Naniwa tour. Because <laughs> of or course. Grand Hamada tour. Oh. Um, good. Good um, tour. Um, Emma Dale Torborg Farm. Okay. <laughs> Hooven to Top Gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 oh, the brain. Oh. <laughs> Oh, God. So, six months in rehab for Matthew. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, com slash TNJ. Point new listeners at this monstrosity of a podcast <laughs> via that link. Um, uh, demand-progress.com for all the progress shows. Uh, progresswrestling.com for merch and tickets, including uh, New Orleans, and uh, where we did two chapter shows, and Super Strong Style 16 at Alexandra Palace. And Wembley fecking arena. Nearly said stadium. It's not Wembley Stadium. Don't get excited. That one girl uh, who'd commented on our YouTube video <laughs> when we did the announcement. Mm. Uh, someone commented going, well, it's not Wembley Stadium. Why are they, why are they singing K Sarah? We're going to Wembley when it's not at Wembley Stadium. Well, it's next door to it and it is still in Wembley. Yeah, it's the takeaway of Wembley. It's I'd sing Wembley. it. If I was going to a curry house in Wembley, I would sing, I would sing K Sarah, I'm going to Wembley. If you know a decent vegan curry house in or around Wembley, hashtag choose my job. There's always a vegan option in a curry place. I mean, you'd be happy, mate. I mean, I mean, I mean, happy's strong. I mean, you can't have a naan bread, obviously, which is part of the fun. But, you know, rice is not got gluten in it, is it? Nope. You're going to give us the final thought. If you are the woman that that Matthew's (laughs) trying to impress... You know, maybe look beyond his dietary requirements. He's sad he can't eat bread, but come on, he's eating a lot of vegetables now. And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it means he can use the emoji now because he's eating a lot of vegetables. It requires some emoji knowledge for the gag. Happy New Year, everybody. See you next week. Bye.